Right now I'm eating a gingerbread man with frosting on it and it tastes delicious. <laughs> Stop rustling with the cookies. I know. the. Co- I was watching you with that damn cookie tonight. What? This is the last cookie. Put that cookie down now. No! Hello and welcome to Ramjack and the Rings of Saturn. Search for the S-Factor. Hello, everyone. I am Alex, and joining me in the Ramjack Studios, as always, is Brad. Yay! And also, Jonathan from Chicago has uh, dialed in. Hey, guys. Guys, this episode is going to be pretty movie-centric in the fact that we're going to be talking about Mac and Me. Mac and Me! A classic cinematic experience. Indeed. That's one way of putting it. (laughs) It's an American classic. That's another way of putting it. (laughs) And we'll get to that in a minute, but there's other things we need to talk about. Fact. Jonathan, what's been going on? I recently had a tarot reading. Wow! First of all, the person doing it was like, okay, well, I always forget, you know, what this card means or what this is supposed to signify. And I thought, okay, well, then I'm probably not getting the best reading then. And then he started talking, and I thought, well, wait a minute. I can't believe that I forgot about this aspect of tarot reading. This person knows me to begin with. Yes. So he's interpreting it through his perspective of me already. He's just judging you with cards. He's not not judging. It was just like a weird, like, free, not-too-committed therapy session. Exactly. (laughs) Like, Like, okay, here you are now. And this is how you think, and this is how you feel in regards to certain situations. But this is where you need to go, and this is what you need to do. And I was like, well, yeah, no shit. (laughs) No shit I feel like every day is a goddamn competition where I'm constantly stressed out and losing. Who isn't? No shit that the arts are important to me. (laughs) (laughs) It, it, It engages my curiosity, but beyond that, I just... I couldn't take it very seriously. I mean, it, it is basically just a sit-down session with your friend and like, yeah. let's talk about, let's have a mini therapy session or whatever. I it's, mean, there's obviously, I mean, all things aside, I mean, there's no magics involved. No, it's it's a cold reading with Pictionary. That's it. Yeah. And, and I mean, and I think that maybe its original purpose wasn't for like, let's tell the future. It was more of like, like you said, therapy. It was almost like a social lubricant in a way. Like, let's, ch- talk, let's chat about stuff. That's what this card kind of means. How do you read into that? Well, at one point, a girl had a card pulled, and the card was the magician. Mm. And the magician apparently is a strong, confident, mesmerizing, beautiful, like the basically the perfect man. And this perfect man is approaching you. He's about to enter your life. And you need to be ready for him because he's... He's going to, you know, really challenge you and challenge your perceptions on relationships. And I thought, what the f- where the fuck is that card? Why didn't I get that fucking card? Well, here's another thing. Ta-da! <laughs> here's another thing. How did she draw the card? Was it upside down? Was it sideways? Because apparently, if you draw it a certain way, it's the opposite of what it means. So any card can go any way. I, I don't know. You can, do, you can do a certain number of cards. Like, you can do one style of tarot reading where it's like, what, seven cards? But then there's another version where it's like ten, I think. Dude, I don't know. It's, she didn't draw the card. The guy doing the interpretation, he was the one pulling those out. So I, he he, he wanted which, to be that magician. I I guess. What so, I, what the funny thing about? is, he actually he turned to her and said, "Now so and so, he's not the magician." And I was like, "Hey, wait a minute." <laughs> That has nothing to do with the cards. <laughs> You're just wanting to basically tell her not to fuck this guy. You stay away from him. You see, he is not the magician. He is not the magician. I'm your magician. Look at he may eyes. own a top hat, but he is not the magician. <laughs> Let me pull a rabbit out of your hat. Brad, when was the last time you had tarot card readings? Was oh, it in Tennessee? Was yeah, that the last yeah, time? Yeah, it was. Me and Alex went to high school with a fellow. He He's a ninja, and he 
does tarot card readings, which he did for us, and some drunken rednecks. It was a holiday. Do you remember anything about your reading, Brad? Um, not so much the cards per se. I do remember the the drunken redneck yokel Lummox that was with us, whose girlfriend kept hitting on me right under his nose. By the way, which was pretty awesome. It was delightful. He was inebriated out of his mind. Oh, I just are you spooked yet? Oh. I just been in town another day. He kept, he was completely drunk out of his mind. He was also very leery of the tarot cards. No, he actually took like. Like, mystic cred with him. He was like, ooh, yeah. what is this? I don't know if we should be using these tarot cards, guys. Listen, I just want to ask you one question. I want to ask you one question. I just, I, I'm, compl- I'm being respectful as I can. I just want to know. I want to know. What can these five little cards tell me that the Bible can't? I just, I'm sorry. I, don't, I just want to know. I just, I'll respect. I just want, what can these cards tell me that the Bible, good Lord Jesus Christ, can't? Hold on. So the guy doing your tarot reading was basically saying that these cards are the devil. <laughs> And really, we should just be reading the Bible. Well, no, no. He was all into it. Like, Dustin yeah, was, Dustin's like, full on. Serious. Like, it was, oh, so it was this redneck was guy who was with us getting his reading as well. He was like, yeah. these cards, I don't know, guys. I'm spooked by them. Yeah. And at one point, he just reached over and he starts to touch one of the cards. And Peterson, being a ninja, out of nowhere, out of fucking nowhere, produces a fucking ninja sword. And is, like, holding it to the guy. And he's like, do not touch the cards. Because he's a fucking scary, crazy ninja. I don't know where that sword came from. Dead serious. Jonathan, if you ever want your tarot cards read seriously, then I, maybe we should look up Dustin and get him on the show. Let's go to J-Town. Well, he doesn't know a damn thing about me, so at least, you know, he wouldn't have a bias. <laughs> if I were ever to believe in the supernatural, which, of course, is nonsense, I would believe that Dustin Peterson is somehow tapped into it. <laughs> I could see that. The scary man. So I have another story that I'd like to relate. It is not about the mystical inner workings of time and space. Really quick, it, before you jump into that story, <laughs> when you did tarot card readings, did you ever come across the fish of imagination? No, I don't believe that card was ever pulled. Although the card, the tower, was pulled, which is a burning, inf- like engulfed in flames tower. Wow. And now and we when, have the Towering f- Inferno card. Um, you're going to well, burn alive. What? When Sorry. my friend pulled it, he was like, oh. What does that mean? Not, the, it means the not tower. style of terror, terror attack. Do you have an mm. STD you want to talk about? Is that what a Towering Inferno well, is? I don't know. He pulled that on a, a girl at one point. He goes, are you scared of having children? <laughs> wow. <laughs> and the girl goes, well, my friend's having a baby, which, yeah, kind of freaked me out, I guess. Just the fact that my friend is having a baby. And he's like, you don't need to be worried about having a baby. <laughs> I'm making I'm making him sound more strange and ethereal than he actually was. But he he did turn to him and go, "Are you afraid of having children?" <laughs> you shouldn't. <laughs> I, I, I can imagine him also like under his breath, classic towering inferno. You shouldn't be scared of having kids. You should. You also shouldn't fuck that guy. <laughs> don't should, fuck him. He's not the magician. Don't don't do that. Oh, by the all? way, by the way, is this your card? Is, your card? <laughs> is this your card? Oh my god, it is. Oh, and also, did you need a quarter? Because, pew, right from my ear. Ow, that hurt. Well, duh, it was in your ear, damn it, and it's a quarter. Love hurts. But seriously, don't fuck that magician. So, Jonathan, what else is going on in your life? I'm sorry, I totally interrupted you. So this story is not from a spiritual or ethereal or magical, mystical place. It is just a story about an asshole who thought that he could be funny and involve me in his malarkey but he he really just assumed far too much 
in the show that I'm doing right now, there's a cast member who is really into trust falls. <laughs> awesome. And he likes to pull out the trust fall right when you least expect it. <laughs> so at one point I was standing behind him and he starts leaning back and I'm like, oh, haha, that's funny. So I put up my hand up to like the small of his back and I'm like, ha ha ha, that's it. Oh, um, are you? Oh, you're doing it. Oh, like you're going for it. Because like this isn't, oh, you're going for it. Oh, you're, yeah, okay. So I literally stepped to the side as he fell. Nice. Good job. And he fell like basically on his ass, kind of gracefully, like not hard. But like he fell and he looks up at me and he goes, hey man, what's up? You didn't, you didn't, you just didn't want to catch me? Like that was a trust fall, man. And I'm like, wow, then you just assumed way too much about exactly. our relationship. And then to top it off, he goes, well, can I get a hand? Like, fuck no. Offers, like, puts his hand out, like, help me up. I'm like, are you an invalid? No one needs no. to offer their hand. No. Get the fuck up on your own. This man just goes and through life. Wa- this man goes through life expecting other people are gonna, gonna pick his ass up when he falls? Fuck no. Also, when, they, when they're not expecting him to fall. Yeah. Surprise. Like, what? Fuck isn't you. the whole point of a trust fall is the fact that the person behind, you know there's someone behind you going to catch you? Like, it's it's a mutual thing. It's not like just randomly fall and someone grab you. He's trying to force trust on you. Jonathan? When you do trust falls, you usually do it at, like, you know, stupid sleepaway camps. And people, you yes, know, you and do in it. groups. Really? Yeah, you do yeah. it one right after the other, and Lamest you know the people are behind ever. you. You don't just go to people on the street and go, Trust. Guys, I was in a trust fall exercise at my church when back when I was religious. Now, this was more than a decade ago, and I wouldn't do the trust fall with them. Fuck no. Why in God's name would you do a trust fall? Why in God's name no. would you do a trust fall is what I would have asked. Why are we doing this in God's name? I don't know. It was weird. I don't trust anyone. Fuck that. Ever. Well, you trust people. It's such a stupid thing. Like, you trust people to help you in ways that are actually... Practical. I love that he was also offended by it. Hey, dude. Hey, dude. That was a trust well, fall? Where that were was part you of his, like, he, he thinks that's our thing. He thinks it's, like, cool for him to, like, yell at me, quote unquote, like, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. And I'm like, no. Do you understand that this needs to be a two way street? And right now it is a one way street. I'm not participating. I hate it when you yell at me in front of everyone else. Trust. Why does everyone else feel about this? Or they look at you like, I'm so sorry, Jonathan. No. The guy that I actually think is cute in this show, he was told this story, and he was like, what? Like, he looked at me kind of, like, still joking, but he was like, I can't believe you didn't catch him. And I was like, I can't believe you're going along with this joke, cute guy that I want to date. Oh, you should you start trust falling with him. Fact. Just- I'll trust fall onto something. Oh, a towering inferno card played. <laughs> I suppose. I guess. Wee! <laughs> Stop falling on me. <laughs> and the next day he was like, oh, hey. Wow. Like, really? You rehearse every single day of the week, except for Friday nights. I cannot do this every day. Cannot do this. You Is it like the handshake for him? It's just like, hey. And then just falls back into <laughs> everyone's arms. He just pirouettes and then falls like, oopsie. <laughs> you I got me. Here's what Thank you do. You. Here's what you do. You, next time he tries to fall, you grab him and just throw him down to the ground. He's very tall. Alex, he's pretty much your height. He's a very wow. tall, skinny, black guy with dreads. Timber. With dreads? Interesting. Yeah. Big, like, cord-like dreads. Always been fascinated by dreads. 
When I was younger, I wanted to grow dreads, but you guys know this. We've talked about this on the show. I don't remember you talking about that on the show, no. Really? I but that's it. interesting. Did you guys remember, like, last year, I guess a little bit around this time, and on into, like, the beginning part of this year, I was growing my hair out. And I got it, like, pretty long, like, I guess almost to, like, my chin. Almost. No. Really? It was at least right here, dude. I remember. Okay, I yeah, right, right here is not your. This is like there's a three inch difference yeah, between. Like, that's not your chin. That's the top of my chin. That's the bottom of your ear. Yeah, I've never known your hair to be like notably long. Like I've, you've always kind of kept it the same length, basically. Yeah. Well, I started to grow it kind of longer, but then I, I cut it because I don't really look good with long hair. I don't think, but just it's I a shame. my my hair is really long right now, and I'm getting itchy. But I'm like, maybe it needs to grow longer, longer. <laughs> A little bit longer. I'd encourage you to grow it out. I grew it out just because I've always wanted to see what it looked like with long hair, and it did not look too good. The, like the whole middle stage in between getting it long and just like short is very awkward. Uh-huh. Uh, speaking of hair, let's tell another story about a person who wronged me. Should we have another? Show? Should we have a new segment on the show, Jonathan Stories? <laughs> Jonathan is story time. <laughs> Jonathan has been wronged. But where's the justice? <laughs> Where's the justice is what we'll call this Wait, wait, segment. wait, we gotta do the jingle da, 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 da. Jonathan's been wronged Where is the justice? <laughs> justice by 2010 was, was that a griffin? <laughs> yes The griffin of justice Booyah in the, in the course of two days, two women insulted me Oh. On the first day, I was at a someone's apartment And this girl looked at me and she goes Hmm Things Jonathan shouldn't wear. Wow. Do we wear your blue like, shorts? I was no, I was not. Or my half shirt. Or my black wife beater. Why weren't you? Those are perfect wardrobe choices. Especially in the very beginnings of winter. Uh no, I was wearing this sweater with horizontal stripes, and she looks at me and goes, Things Jonathan shouldn't wear. And I'm like, excuse me. Like I was like, bitch, we do not know each other that well. And you are a mannish lesbian. So let's not even get into that. You are wearing plaid. You are wearing basically like workman's jeans. Like, let's not get into this. I mean, that's her cliche look, though. I mean, that's that's what she's adapted to be like, hey, I'm a lesbian. You can tell that by what I wear. I have thick spectacles and I pull my hair back in a bun because I like muff. So what did she? What problems did she have with your sweater? She just didn't like it, or she thought that that the stripes were horizontal. I'm like, bitch, you are a lesbian. Don't give me tips on fashion. And she immediately tried to go back on it because she saw how annoyed I was, and she was like, oh no, no, I, I, I was just kidding. I'm like, no, you fucking weren't. No, you fucking weren't. And then the very next day, this girl in my show looks at me and she goes, I bet people have asked you this before. I'm like, mm, probably not, probably not. But let's go. Let's see what you have to say. And she goes, has anyone ever told you that you look like Velma from Scooby-Doo? Oh, my hair? God. I was like, bitch, I have been wronged. <laughs> what in the fuck? Really? I mean, you guys are looking at me through the Google voice. <laughs> <laughs> Were you wearing an Arnold's turtleneck at the time? Uh, was I, Did I have a magnifying glass while, like... <laughs> Being ignored sexually by all the other characters, including Scooby's like dumb, retarded hillbilly uncle. What was that dog's name? I love you keep putting your hand up to your face like you've got either like a monocle instead of a magnifying glass. It's like cheekies, guys. <laughs> I love it. I'm a mannish butch, bitch. Like ugh. Jonathan, I'm so sorry these women have wronged you. I have been wronged. You know what? I say just forget about women. Women. Who needs them? 
Who needs them? Mm. It's interesting you bring that up. First, have you guys ever seen the Venture Brothers where they make fun of uh, Scooby-Doo? Yes. Because it is awesome. The best. Secondly, I actually got... Go ahead. Oh, sorry. It's just... But do you guys know the character I'm talking about from Scooby-Doo? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I do, definitely. His, like... Was it his uncle? Oh, who had like a red hat and was white and was like a hillbilly? <laughs> no, okay, yeah, that, I, that I don't. I thought you meant. Do you know who very, Thelma is? And I do know who she is. Very small character. Like I, I don't know. It just I, don't, I, I can't remember who that is. Never mind. You, you were saying Alex. Well, I've looked that guy up. I was going to say that over this last week, I was actually complimented in the in a Kroger's, um, in a very weird, interesting way. I was in Singles Kroger up in Hyde Park. I was over getting coffee, and I thought, yeah, I'll go to uh, Kroger, get some stuff, get some ingredients, actually, for some holiday treats that I'm going to be baking. Um, and I'm walking through Kroger, and I'm wearing what I'm wearing now, just except instead of like having my shirt open where you can see my uh, my new black tank top. Guys, I'm upgrading colors. Nice. I had my oh, scarf I on. I, I can see it, Alex. <laughs> all right, you can see it. Um, but I was walking through Kroger, and all of a sudden I hear these kids go, whoa, like kids, kids. Like they were probably like five or six and this one this one guy I think it was it was like a little girl and two little boys and this and they were like wow this guy said that kid can dress and this one girl said I like his style and it was so weird like watching an orange juice commercial what's happening it was strange I was just like what so I kind of smiled at him and kept walking but these kids were enamored with my dress it was weird rad threads mister and I don't know if they meant it's sarcasm. No, kids like that, <laughs> kids at that age do not understand sarcasm to a point like that. Nice wow. I have nice been, clothes. I have been in downtown Cincinnati where that's happened, where some people are like, damn, he's looking sharp. I like those shoes. People have actually commented on my shoes a lot, and that kind of freaks me out, especially in downtown, when uh, someone who looks a little rough around the edges looks me up and down, looks at my shoes, and says, I like those shoes. <laughs> that kind of freaks me out. So now, from now on, the show will have two segments. The first will be how Jonathan has been wronged, and the second is how Alex has recently been given a boost. <laughs> Alex's boost of the week. It's a boost. Wow. And the theme song will be... Alex's ego super inflated. Snazzy clothes, mister. I just thought it was weird. I've never had kids like look at me and think, wow, that guy's a snazzy dresser. I like his style. That man's One of those hand dress. <laughs> I'd have wished what the those... single women in Kroger had been like that, but no, I guess I can just impress kids with my clothing choices. I hate to bring it back here, but one of those boys was a hell no. <laughs> wow, I sure do like those clothes. <laughs> be quiet, son. <laughs> just be quiet. Shut up. <laughs> Don't. I like the idea of one of the kids. Stop being... staring at my ass, eight year old. <laughs> I like his jeans. Mm. I like the idea of one of the kids being sarcastic, though. Nice clothes, asshole. Mmm. I like wearing scarves. It throws people off. Jonathan, you've had to have, like, some highlight of the week where it wasn't, like, a a put-down or, like, a a relationship jumble because of trust fall issues. Mm, You think. You think I'd have something to counter. Brad, what was your highlight of the week? Was it it your special day? uh, Fans of the show, fans of my uh, Twitter feed, or the Ramjack Twitter feed, will know that uh, I have an obsession with uh, one of America's finest cinematic achievements. Owen Wilson. Um, Owen, Owen Wilson... Who shares a birthday with me? Fate or coincidence? Owen Wilson starred in, in an amazing film, a film that I now own called Marmaduke on Blu-ray. The best. I'm so excited. I can't hey, wait to watch it. Hey, Brad. Huh? Happy birthday. My God. Alex gave me a gift. This is a birthday celebration, Ramjack. 
Mm. In Have a you way. actually specifically said what the date of that is? The date of his birth? Like your actual birth date? It's the same as Owen Wilson's. <gasps> Look it up. It's a mystery afoot. Quick, get your uh, magnifying glass, Jonathan. <laughs> solve the mystery, fans. <laughs> got a mystery this to statue's moving. Those zoinks. <laughs> Old man Wilson. <laughs> I would have got away with it, too. One for you kids. No, you didn't get away with anything in Marmaduke. It's away with everything. I do love on the packaging, it actually has at the top, because it says Marmaduke in red and white letters at the top, which is neat. But above that, it says George Lopez. And then under Owen Wilson's name, it actually says, is Marmaduke. Owen Wilson is Marmaduke. So it reads, Marmaduke. <laughs> yeah, it reads, Owen Wilson is Marmaduke, Marmaduke. <laughs> Does that work the other way? Marmaduke is Owen Wilson? Is it... Do we, Does A equal B and B equal A? <laughs> did he become Marmaduke for this role and he's never going to get out? Who knows? Who knows? Can I, can I just tell you about some of the special features we've got here? What special features come first on of all, the Marmaduke First of all, we got, we got Marmaduke in high definition. Great. We got... <laughs> we got Calabarca, <laughs> more surfing dogs. Fuck that. <laughs> what about canine Fuck casting? That. Canine casting? Huh? Um, but deleted scenes. What about Marmaduke Mayhem, the gag reel? How's about Puppy Marmaduke and Kitty Carlos home movies? Jonathan, are you on board? Will you? No. <laughs> Why are you not on board? You got dogs oh, on surfboards. A- fuck all of that Kawabarka, dudes. Don't you want to see surfing dogs? Is this 1997? What year are we in? It's almost 2011. The best, the best year. That's what we're in. <laughs> so have you actually watched this on Blu-ray? No, I just, I just uh, cracked it open. It comes with the blue. And you, you smell like you cracked it open and you went... Oh, ah, Marmaduke. Oh, it's on the DVD Blu-ray and Blu-ray. The Blu-ray disc is so small, but it can contain... Oh, it's a DVD and Blu-ray. Yeah. Double Dukes. Ah! Double Duke! Double, Double Duke! Duke. <laughs> I love that we all just kind of highlighted that. Also, guys, Let's just so turn... you know, Black Friday. Um, Hope you went out. $10 on Blu-ray. So you can get Marmaduke, guys. It's out there. It's waiting for you. My ambivalence <laughs> is palpable. Best film of the year. <laughs> I'm a- Four stars. <laughs> Four paws. Guys, I'd like, I'd like to bring to the point that we have no idea what the S-Factor is still. We've talked about so much. Still haven't found the S-Factor. Searching. Some have said it's syrup. Others said it's serendipity. The film with John Cusack. Nope. <laughs> Does Jonathan know what it is? Is this a mystery? He knows he's not telling us. Thanks, Velma. <laughs> that bitch. And she thought she, like, she wasn't even being mean. She was like, oh, come on. I'm sure people have told you that before. I'm like, bitch, if people had been telling me that my whole life, I would have fucking got a buzz cut two years ago. <laughs> Jonathan, why did you cut off all your hair? Because literally everyone I meet is like, oh, hey, Velma. What if they were after that? He's like, wow, you look like a buzz cut Velma. <laughs> you look, you like, you look like an American History X version of Velma. <laughs> a masculine version of Velma. I think you should just embrace it, Jonathan. I can see it. No. <laughs> Jonathan's like, fuck you, Alex. No, I'm not going to embrace that. That's stupid. <laughs> no one wants to be Velma. I already have enough self-esteem issues. Good God almighty. On another note, I was in Kroger the other day, and these kids looked at me and said, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Nice shoes. I do get confused for some celebrities. Not confused, but people are like, "Do you, you were with me that one time. Did we talk about this on the podcast early when we went to Don Pablo's when Jonathan was in town? That woman Did we said, talk about this at the podcast about how everyone thinks that I'm an A-list celebrity? 
It's so weird. Because we should. We don't have to go into that, but that is kind of wait, funny. No, no, say it. Who, was this, who do they think you were? Do you not remember this? No, say it. All right, when we were at... Do you remember <laughs> say it. The last time Jonathan was in town, which was months ago, uh, we went to Don Pablo's. I should be fine. We went to Don Pablo's over there at, uh, what is it? In Hyde Park. Absolutely. Jonathan ate like t- nine tacos. It was awesome. Enchiladas. I, I, I ate like 11 enchiladas or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Like, Jonathan was going for the record, but he didn't beat it, sadly. Fail. But when we walked in, the hostess looks at me and says, does anyone tell you you look like a celebrity? And I thought, well, randomly, because people do, like, randomly tell me, like, does anyone say you look like this? When I was younger, people said I looked like Macaulay Culkin all the freaking time. I get a lot of different actors now, but not really good actors or really attractive actors. But she said I looked like some guy on One Tree Hill. And not one of the attractive ones. Not Chad Michael Murray or the other guy, but I think Mouth, who is not attractive. Ooh. And I thought, it was a, it was slight, it was a little bit of an insult, but she didn't mean it that way. I could tell through the way she said it. I love that you have a reference point for One Tree Hill, because I have yeah. I have no My context. Sister, right. My sister loves that show. Well, okay. Davin DeGraw does a really good song for the intro, too, but that's an aside. It's not Hellcats. I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. It's just I, totally random. I do not get celebrity comparisons. I only get compared to animated lesbians. I get nothing. Interesting. We'll just have to keep recording these and bring them to the show. <sighs> All right, you guys. That was this week on Jonathan has been wronged, and Alex recently received a boost to his ego. We're working on the name of the segment. It's a little long. It's a little lengthy. When do I get a we'll figure it out? We'll figure it out. You know what I've been watching lately because it's on as I'm getting ready for work. Old school Saved by the Bell. That wow, that's still running in yeah. the morning. Yeah, it runs like every morning as I'm getting ready. It's like on TBS with Zach and AC. Defo. Wow, that's crazy. Because they did like a whole. Did you guys know they did like a whole Say by the Bell, like the new class that lasted like for at least two or three seasons. Why aren't those in syndication? Because it's a terrible show. It probably is pretty bad. The other like reason the we watched years. the other one. Wait, was the new class was that one where like um, Screech was like the principal or worked with the principal? Screech. He was back. the assistant to yeah. the principal, yeah. and there was a new Screech-like character named Moose. Fuck. Oh. They were like, "Hey, what's up, Moose?" And he's like, "Not much." And I was like, "I hate this show. I'm not watching it." Man. College wow. years were awesome, though. I never saw I love that theme song. Wait, how did that go? Standing on the edge of tomorrow. In the future from here is looking something my way. There were also two made-for-television movies. Yeah. Yeah. They got married. One, yeah, there was a marriage one, but then I think there was another one where they, like, worked at a beach resort. I That was in the episodes, I think. That was actually, like, a, oh. like a mini-series in the episodes. I watched a couple of those over the past couple of weeks. What was it? Karosi? Ah, boy, I can't remember. My brother owns every season of the original series, every season of the college years, and every season of the new class. No way! Nice. What did they even release? That takes up an in, that that takes up ev- like an entire shelf. Oh yeah, <laughs> on a, on a awesome. bookcase. My I'll sis- tell you that right my now. My sister has every episode of the old season. Oh, there the were not this? when I was younger. I, we would watch that show, and it seemed like there were like endless episodes. There are not There's that a many shit episodes ton of them. Well, I mean, it oh, doesn't, I was. In the scope of what I imagined it being like tons of episodes, there's not really that many. And like I can pretty much looking through the DVD, like yeah. like the episode like catalog, I thought, oh yeah, I remember this one. I remember this one. There was only like three that I had never seen, which is weird. Yeah, I watched the one. Um, it kind of freaked me out. It was where Lisa has the fashion show, and like her and Zach kiss, and like oh, yeah. Screech gets bummed out and like ruins her fucking fashion show that she's using to try to get into college. And I also think that's Fuck weird Screech. because that was only one episode. Like Zach and Lisa yeah. had like a thing. Yeah, and then they never did. Didn't they no. just agree to be friends? Yeah. I hate Lisa. 
It was weird. Oh, you don't like that? Her. She's but, the worst. But also, there was like a, an. I never had strong feelings about anyone really. <laughs> oh. But dude, I mean, but Screech was a was a jerk in that. Yeah. Like, didn't he like try to beat up Zach or something? Like yeah. you took my girl, Screech. She was never your girl. Right. Like Screech, a. grow up. We're gonna have a weird obsession. Yeah. What's wrong with? I you? love that. I love that Dustin Diamond was maybe four years younger than all of those kids, right. and I wow. just feel so bad for him because they never like they hated him. He was Screech. He was Screech. They were like, get away from us. We don't like you. You're 11 and we're like 15. That sucks. Like, that sucks. Yeah. That explains... Poor Dustin. That explains why he was able to come back on the new class and still look young enough to be the assistant principal. Well, he started off as like a really tiny kid, but like by the time that show was on the air, he was like nine feet tall. Jeez. He was like the tallest actor on television. Wow. They the- Where's the Saved by the Bell reboot? Seriously. That's going to come. It's like a dramatic movie. Yes. Like 90210, Melrose Place. Oh, I forgot that Melrose Place just got, like, is that even on the air anymore? It was on That the got air. canceled, I think. Surely it oh. did. Did you see the new 90210? Not that bad. I mean, I've seen a I've, few apps. I, it's I it's no Gossip anymore. Girl, mind you. but I'm sure it's no Hellcat. I'm sure it's no Glee. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. We all have our things. We shouldn't judge. We all, I need to watch Glee judge. again. I need to jump back into there. I want to start. The, the last episode had Gwyneth Paltrow. Yes, and sh- she sang a censored version of CeeLo's "Fuck You," did they, and it sounds so weird. Did you not say like because there's a censored version of his already that it's like, what is it? Something? It's "Forget You." I see you drive around town. Did you guys see um see him on uh, Colbert? Yeah, where he redid the song. Yeah, he redid the song as Fox News. What is it, Jonathan? It What's the censored version? "Forget You." The, the, forget you. And that's the version she sang on the show. She's like, forget you. I'm like, ugh. No. That song needs to have the word fuck in it. Or it doesn't yeah, even really you, make sense. It's like, forget you. I, and then later she sang a song from Chicago. That song where it's like, and that's good. Isn't it grand? Isn't it great? I'm like, why is she singing this song? Some of the song selections are so fucking random in that thing. Yeah, what else true. did they do? Oh, they, they did a mashup of Singing in the Rain and Umbrella. Wow. So it's like Ella, 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 and it's like singing in the rain. I'm saying like this is a weird mashup. Glorious feeling, I'm. What is it? Happy again? Ella, Ella. Wow. Happy when the sun shines, yeah. we shine together. I don't know. I can't. I can't mash those up myself. I do enjoy when Alex. Alex needs to sing more. We all need to sing I, more. That's what this podcast is. I like Alex's vibrato. <laughs> so guys, uh, Ramjack is brought to you as always by the Poppery Two. An amazing little piece of technology. Made in America by Americans for Americans. How the hell do you guys find stuff to talk about at this point with the Papri 2? I mean, I mean, it's a great product. Don't get me wrong. Oh, it's great. Best. Yeah. Heat vortex technology, Brad. Tornado technology. Years ahead of its time. But maybe something maybe something new about the... <laughs> There's nothing else new to about say. The I mean, it has a mediocre <laughs> butter melter. It's not mediocre. It's the best. It's explosive. Oh, yeah, it's that- exciting. Buy the tray that pulls out is that the tray the butter tray yes how does that melt it it gets hot because the machine's like <laughs> hot air it's it hot warm it doesn't take a lot to melt butter you'd be no, surprised butter is very simple jonathan you should check out the poppery too it's a low-tech solution will you, know, you do you know what else this show is brought to you by <laughs> we'd also like to send a shout out to um coca-cola for supplying the beverages for this podcast also mcdonald's for supplying uh after the show we're gonna have a little dance break and we're gonna be going there for that also sears Thank you so much for sponsoring oh, Ramjack this week. It's it's amazing. Uh, if if I may, actually, we uh, I just got this news. We signed on with Wix Furniture. No way. Wix oh. Furniture and Skittles. Skittles. 
and the Chicago, because I'm from Chicago, I just got us to deal with the Cubs and the Bears. Jonathan, you were awesome. Oh. So to review, Coca-Cola, McDonald's, Sears, Wicks Furniture, Chicago Cubs, Chicago Bears, Skittles. And the Poppery, too. Rand and Jack, the Poppery, too. The best. Thank you. So we watched a movie this week, guys. We did indeed. Good God, yeah. A classic. I watched it for the ninth time, I think. <laughs> Ooh, I, watched was, it, I watched it for the first time since I was a young child. Guys, I watched it for the first time, really. Because I remember at, I remember when I was younger seeing the very end of it and was thinking, what? What the hell was this? Ooh. But what's the name of this? Oh, what is this that we're talking about? It's a little film called Mac and Me. Or grammatically correctly, Mac and I. But let's not get into that. We could be here all day. Well, what does Mac stand for? Mysterious alien alien creature. Much like E.T. stands for extraterrestrial, but I'm sure that's the only similarity between the two films. I'm sure outside of that, Mac can be really blazes its own trail. Definitely. It's it's, it's a font of originality. Hey, wait a minute. That reminds me of E.T. Hey, you shut your mouth. This movie is its on it is its own. It is original. And it, it, it does not crib from anyone else. <laughs> no way, Jose. Eat this fucking cheeseburger from McDonald's and you like it. No. Put these Skittles on your eyes after we kill you. It's <laughs> <laughs> only so we can pass the river into heaven. Or so how does this movie how does this movie start? I believe it starts on another planet, not a planet of our own. Not Earth. Not Earth. But it's, it's in our solar system, right? Looks like, I think it's Saturn. Brad thinks it's Saturn. Saturn's in, like, we see Saturn oh, in, in the sky, but their planet is not Saturn, I don't if think. You can see, is Saturn big in the sky? Because I don't remember. It's really big. Okay, then this must be a moon of Saturn. If there are any questions, we just need to defer it to me because I've seen the fucking movie. All right, so I swear to God, nine times. So what we can assume now are draws from the, what we've just said mm-hmm. is that a moon of Saturn is harboring alien life. Definitely. And is also... And is filled with delicious carbonated syrupy goodness just below the surface native to the planet it just bubbles up from the core it happens is it like a weird like bacteria that makes this as like its byproduct as it's feeding off stuff in the core if i, I could, don't know if i could quote um my my role model and hero jeff goldblum life finds a way sorry jeff also oh my god it's a virus also I think he said that <laughs> one, but... yes also i'm dating a girl that's a third of my age Bravo, sir. Bravo. So, a planet filled to the brim with cola, basically. Delicious carbonated soda. I bet it's RC cola. But they also Ew. they also have a humanoid-like creature living on there that could look like a demon. I think it looks like Don Knotts and a, and a retarded chimpanzee had a baby. Well, to be fair, there are four of these creatures. And I honestly, like, I wa- when I was watching this again, I thought, holy shit, they're the only living things on this entire planet. This entire planet harbors... Four hideous. I this. These are from my notes. My description of the aliens: potato-like, eternally stoned, <laughs> eternally whistling, acne-ridden, and just plain awful. The person who designed these aliens in the production team needs to be fired. Agreed. Retroactively, he needs to be fired. So creepy. Take his money back. Did they? Are, I mean, then are they native? I always assumed it was just like a family that just happened to cross. Because what happens is, an, an American satellite 
our probe, I guess, lands on this moon, and they're like, what is this thing? Our straws won't go into that. I can't drink it. While wacky music plays. And this is where we also learn that the aliens can conduct electricity or that they react strangely when in the presence of electricity. It's very badly defined. Yeah. They never but they really touch defined. the probe and sparks fly. Well, they have plot so. convenience powers. That's well, yeah. That's for goddamn sure. <laughs> That'd be awesome to have. Whoa! But as they're investigating the probe, the probe at one point just detaches a Hoover-like tube. I don't know what the fuck this thing would do normally, but it sucks up all of the aliens. So here's a new question. Are they solid? Are they liquid? Are they a mix of the two? Because apparently they just get sucked up like water. Like, and how did the probe know? To, why did the probe have a sucking mechanism on it? And why did it think it could know. suck these things up? All these large, solid, uh, like human-like figures—they must be able to be sucked into a vacuum cleaner. Let's take those back to Earth. Ooh. Yeah. I, Here's th- another question: Why is it that when the probe sucks up the aliens, it begins to spark like crazy, and then immediately just goes back to Earth? Doesn't anyone at NASA think, "Hey, wait a minute"? Uh, we were literally on the surface of that moon for less than four and a half minutes. Why is it coming back already? We lost contact this with is wrong. the probe. Um, we got a weird whistle feedback, and now it's on its way back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or whatever the fuck they do. Yeah, I these aliens are the worst. Oh. <laughs> oh, not only do they whistle, they they put their hands together in a V formation and oh. then whistle. And apparently that's like a telepathic... <laughs> I see. Perfect, because they do it. Whee! There are extended scenes where these aliens are whistling, doing their weird <laughs> Y-hand yoga, <laughs> and it's just the worst. I mean, we're mimicking It's it like perfectly. Chewbacca and his family in the Star Wars Holiday Special when they're barking at each other, and there's, there are no subtitles. I wrote down at one point, I'm like, this scene has been going on for so long. Either provide subtitles or fucking stop it. It's insane. It's completely insane. It's it is crazy. But the probe gets back to Earth. Full of aliens. Chock full. No one knows that yet. They're just, you know, taking the, oh, these rock samples look great. A guy says that at one point, I'm like, fuck you, dude. What? Like, get a girlfriend. These rock samples look great. Uh-huh. Sexiest rock samples. I love those. He is so samples. lonely. Oh, and also, they keep hearing a, don't, 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 don't. And this guy's like, can't you hear that? And like, no one hear, no one, right. no one hears no, it. What like, it? what do you mean no one hears it? I love they keep, they keep like acting like uh, uh the readings it we're, it's uh well, it's, it's it's heavier than it should be. Uh, well, I yeah, there's a weight discrepancy. There's a discrepancy. What can it be? We'll check it again, goddammit. Uh, open up, break it apart. Let's get the screwdrivers out. Let's take this probe apart. Find out what's in there. Something's in there. Whoa! Smoke, light, so electricity. Smoke. Like it's like you can't even. Day. It's like Independence it, Day. With it's the exactly like the scene in Independence Day. Uh, I remember thinking of that like the third time I saw it. I was like, hey, wait a minute. I think Independence Day ripped Mac and me off. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a subtle homage. <laughs> We're tipping our hat to Mac and me. I want, because you know they're making Independence Day too, right? I want there to be yes. another Mac and me reference. Like oh, maybe the, maybe the lead guy just like puts Skittles in his hand, eats him like winks at the camera. So the aliens somehow managed to escape before being gunned down viciously, which you know would happen. <laughs> Somehow, little Mac—he's—he's—he's he's the, he's the youngest, the smallest of the alien creatures. He—he he escapes where his family's still bumbling around the room. Clearly, I don't know how it works, but it seems like little Mac is much brighter than his his older family. 
I do think, yeah. I don't know if that he one, because me and Brad talked about this year when we were watching part of it. Four people in the family. There's little Mac. Right. There's like, I guess his older sister. Mm-hmm. There's his mom's. Yeah. And then there's either his dad or grandpa. His senile, senile, great, great grandpa. Because the tall, I, I older think, one. Yeah, I'm sorry. Like, yeah, the, the, the male adult figure, I just, just always assume it's mom and dad. The dad seems completely he's, out of it. He is the worst. The mom seems pretty actually kind of on the ball because when the probe lands, at least, she's like, She's like, don't you, like, be careful, and, you know, I'm watching the kids. And so she seems to be a little more aware of her surroundings. But, yeah, Dad's a complete wreck. I think he's a mess. Just, we should call him Grandpa. Just go ahead and assume that he's a Grandpa. Yeah, let's call him Grandpa. He's also more wrinkly than the other ones. And he's also Dad got- died a long time ago. Dad, Dad's dead. <laughs> he's also a hip leader. Have you noticed that they're all hip yeah. leaders? Oh, look oh, at these God. weird distended stomachs. They look like starving Ethiopian children. Were there well, and colors. later... Well, and later in later scenes when they're shown in like the California desert, they're wearing rags. Yeah. And I'm like, this really is making me think of like poor people like lost in the desert, like with no food. Like, what are we supposed to think? Yeah. God, Very strange correlation. This film is just yeah. right there. But we're, we're getting ahead of ourselves because There's Mac, so- I, can I point out that Mac is represented special effects wise? Sometimes he's a puppet <laughs> on a rod, basically, like a rod, and he's being shaken in front of the camera. But then they use ALF technology <laughs> by having a midget in a suit from the waist down. Yes. Like, hey, even as a kid, I would have been like, well, that's clearly not the same thing I was just looking at. Wow. I oh. forgot they did that with ALF. That is the perfect. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Alf. But somehow everyone escapes. Mac ends up causing a horrific nine car pileup <laughs> where someone dies. You know someone yeah, died. A lot of people died in this movie. It's just <laughs> under the surface, but a lot of people died in this fucking movie. And this is why everyone thinks the aliens are dangerous, because when they're escaping from the lab, they break the window, they're blowing shit up, and they yeah. cause a car accident. Like, these aliens, even if they don't mean to be, they are a menace to society. <laughs> yeah, I'm They're cop killers. I'm cop killer! <laughs> so, Mac, I mean, he really did huge car pile up. Isn't there like a little ginger boy that like sees him or something? Fuck that kid. Yeah. That kid is the worst child actor I've ever seen in my be, life. Again, never seeing it. I thought that kid was going to be like the kid in the movie. Right. And I thought, wow, that's I, I, weird. I think that every time and I'm like, it's almost like that kid got the role of Eric, but then they were like, no, but we feel bad so we'll have you be in this one scene. And he's a shitty little actor. He's like, oh no, dad, look out. Ah, I hate him. He's terrible. We got scientists like searching the area. We got to find this alien. It must have got into one of these cars somehow. Yeah. So let's let's cause like a huge traffic like jam, and like we'll we'll investigate all these cars. Hey, one of the why don't you follow the full sized um, aliens that are clearly just running out in the desert right now? <laughs> yeah, they're running out into the desert very slowly because they're all dazed and confused. <laughs> I mean, put a fucking net on them. Like, just snap your fingers in front of their faces, and you're you've got them. You've got them. Bring in a coke <laughs> machine. You got them. Yeah, you want some coke? Then come this way, you fucking idiots. <laughs> but so one of the cars that they stop to investigate is this enormous van with Venetian blinds. <laughs> I love this van. They used to do my that favorite in the 80s, detail. Though. Did they? I, I actually, if they did, my grandparents at one point. Had like a giant van. Nice. And I remember when I was younger getting into it and thinking, wow, this is pretty neat. This is almost like a little house because it had curtains in it. Now, I it didn't it. have Venetian blinds, but that's that's a step too far, I think. But they did have curtains. My, gran- my grandparents had a huge van, too, and it was enormous. It had like nine ashtrays, and there were curtains. And I'm like, wow, if I could go back in time and just relive what the hell that was like, because these are some weird vehicles we got going on here. Um, but but who's in this van? We've got We've got mom. Played by Christine, is it Ebersole? Yeah. Ebersole? 
who is a huge Broadway star now. She was in Grey Gardens. She, I mean, she really kind of came out of nowhere with this theatrical career. I'm sure she's been working steadily, but now she's like, she's A-list, basically, on wow. in terms of I the theater. Oh, yeah. She uh, So that's Mom. Right. We've got older brother Michael, yeah, which was do. the name of the older brother in E.T. Wow. No yeah. way. Because Elliot was always going, oh, come on, Michael. Michael. And this is what the younger brother does in this movie. He's like, come on, Michael. Come on, Mike. Like, um, yet another similarity. Can we say how excited I was that the older brother is Douglas from the first season of Charles in Charge? Oh, I did not realize that. There's a mask that Douglas wears in Charles in Charge. Like, repeatedly. It's like a recurring joke. He keeps wearing this mask. It looks like Mac and me. It really does. It's weird. Like maybe I, it was like a weird Mac mask that like they couldn't sell a lot of. I, but well, no, no it, it predates it because he's a lot younger than Charles. Yeah, Charles and Charles was in '84. Oh. It was like two or three years before. Well, that's four years. Oh, okay. well, yeah, two or three. So it, and I and I remember watching and thinking, oh, it's a Mac and me mask. No, it's clearly not, unless they based Mac and me all on Charles and Charge. I'm just really hey, glad. Hey, wait a minute. <laughs> that, that mask. We could make a movie out of that mask. <laughs> I'm just really glad that that kid had more work. Yeah, that's that's the best because he was like one of the best things about that first. Well, I mean, the first Dude, that first scene Charles Charge was gold, and yeah. everyone was great. But he on was it. great. I like their sister. What has she done? She was so. She was every time I watched. I'm like, this girl was really fucking funny. And nothing happened. Nothing. Nothing. Uh, so we've got mom, we've got Michael, and we've got Eric, who is the younger of the two children, and he is handicapped. He's handicapped. They really pushed a lot of wheelchair kids in the 80s, didn't they? It was always it a really did, kid. I guess. What other wheelchair kids were there? I mean, um, I know they existed, yeah. but... During the, the Burger King Kids Club, wheelchair kids. Yes. Um, There's a McDonald's commercial featuring two, like, teenage girls who are, like, best friends, and one of them's in a wheelchair. Yes. But, like, they showed that she can do anything. The other girl can, like, play basketball, go to McDonald's, go to McDonald's, go to McDonald's. <laughs> What was the one? Also, bring it back to say by the bell. Exactly. Wasn't there an episode where like Zach started hitting yes. on this girl, and it turns out she was in a wheelchair? Holy shit! Yeah, <laughs> watch that one. And he didn't realize it because like they were in the library, and then he was like, "Whoa, wait a minute!" And then he overcompensates. Hey, there's nothing wrong with her. She's just in a wheelchair, okay? Whoa. Zach, you were oh yeah, wheelchair. Yeah, we but he, isn't he like kind of protective of her too? Like, whoa, like yeah. back off, like be careful. And she's, she's like, in a Zach, wheelchair. I can open a door. Can you? <laughs> Can you? Look, you you're crippled. strange miscreant. Can, can you fuck? Because I'm all about fucking. I'm Zach Morris. Where does the feeling stop? Where does. Because <laughs> all this right here, baby, this is all real. This is not robot. You've got robot legs. You got a robot vagina? Quick question Would you ever date someone who was handicapped? Like in a wheelchair? Oh, hell yeah. Of course. Why, why, Some like hot guy in a wheelchair? You know why? Because we had Mac and me as kids. We had Zach Morris as kids. <laughs> we had Burger King's Kids Club and we had McDonald's. We had McDonald's commercials. We had McDonald's. I thanks. Would never, thanks. Mc, I never thought I'd say this, but thanks, McDonald's. Question, would you ever date a scooter bitch? <laughs> no. No. No scooter no. bitch. Absolutely not. Nope. Filthy degenerates. Like a wheelchair, like, I can't believe I'm actually saying this, but I think, <laughs> that, I think that's a deal breaker. Like, I... If you're in a, if you're paralyzed from the neck down, it's just like oh, maybe not. Sorry, great, great, got a great personality. <laughs> yeah, it's just great. I want to be able to do things as far as like the jokes that he types out on his uh, little keypad, and then they're related through that speaker system. They're so funny. He's so funny. But it's just and that's when I said you're sitting in it. Ha ha ha. <laughs> oh Dallas, you're so funny. <laughs> <laughs> 
But I think we've I think we've gotten down the rabbit trail again. <laughs> All right. So this what's the kid's name? That's a little that's in the wheelchair. His name is Eric. Eric. And quick bit of trivia: that actor is handicapped. Are you serious? Really? Wow. Yeah they 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 got a, like an actual yeah handicapped kid. <laughs> I love when you so they got an actual yeah handicapped kid. So when you see him like struggling, like you know in his bed, like or getting into his chair, like he's doing it. Well, that's why he didn't win an Oscar was because he was actually was crippled. He wasn't right. acting. There was no crippled. acting involved. He's just being himself. Also, he's not that great of an actor. But well, that but has something to do with it. That's the second. He, he has that child actor thing where like there's one close up of him in particular where his eyes dart mm. away from where his focus should be, like almost like he sees like someone in the peripheral or something. I'm like, no, that's that's what kid actors do, kid. You got to grow up. You're no Haley Joel Osment. <laughs> you, you reminded me of the oh. kid in uh, um, Troll Two. Yes. Oh, he wasn't that bad. Except his grandpa he wasn't as bad as that kid. <laughs> or the grandpa! Devil. Grandpa! Shut up. Shut up. What about I will the, uh, help you if you be quiet. What about the wacky, wacky neighbors? Oh, yeah. You know, they let them pass, and we, we learn that they've moved to California. Uh, Dad's dead. Mom has a job at Sears, which, uh, great, I guess. You're going to make gonna, a lot of money at Sears. I'm going to move move to California for my big job at Sears. At Sears. And they have this enormous house. Where they see a wacky neighbor outside. Is she like communicating with the spirits or something? Or like channeling some energy? Shh, I'm communicating with the animal spirits. (laughs) All right. That's Michael's reaction. He's like, oh, welcome to California. (laughs) (laughs) All kinds of kooky folks out here. And Michael also says, oh, hey hey there, ladies. Your hormonal hero arrives. I'm like, don't say that to the ladies. Oh, no. Don't say that. He's got no game. That might have worked on some East Coast girls, but those West Coast girls aren't feeling that. Oh well, uh, well, who you're talking about is uh, Debbie's sister Courtney, who I actually, Brad, I wrote down many times. I was like, Courtney is hot. She, Courtney's yeah. attractive. She is crazy cute. Yeah, ladies, she is an attractive girl. I bet she got to be really hot, even in a McDonald's well, uniform. It was like, you know what? Yeah, yeah. She. First of all, that's what I noticed. I was like, these McDonald's uniforms actually look really good on people, which is very strange. Like we've somehow degraded fashion-wise for these poor McDonald's employees. You know the ones in Europe have, like, really nice uniforms, right? Like, I want to say, like, the French um, McDonald's uniforms, they, like, totally redid it. They're like, all right, guys, this is what you're going to wear. And it looks really nice, like, almost trendy. And, like, people, they wear, like, scarves and stuff. Like, it's pretty nice. They're going to try to adapt into the United States. Little silk scarves. and Hello, governor. (laughs) (laughs) That's how the French talk. That's how the French talk. Je suis ole oi. That's also how the French talk. <laughs> yep, that's real French that I just spoke. Would you like a chicken nugget? Um, but but Courtney's Courtney's got this thing going where like she's very eighties. She's of her own time. Like you would not mistake her as being of our own time. Oh no! But she's actually like doing something with it, which is not what you could say about anything else, anyone else in this film. I should say. Quite true. I I would fuck her is what I'm saying. <laughs> I would fuck her. Right. I wrote down more than a few times, like, God, Courtney's fucking hot. And she is too good for Michael. Michael. <laughs> Jonathan, well, please give us your notes. Like, mail them or scan them in so we can put them on the website. <laughs> yes. I would uh, love to just see, like, almost like you were, like, writing, like, lines. Like, she is so fucking hot. She is so fucking hot. Just, like, line after line after line. Well, there's this sequence of events <laughs> where Eric... Going? Where Eric almost sees Mac, and then like because I'm, I'm trying to get to it, like one of my keynotes here. Oh, go for um, it. Uh, so he he almost sees Mac. He's trying to convince everyone that like no, there's this little creature, and his mom's like ah oh, whatever, and his brother's like ah oh, whatever. 
and Debbie sees him. Eric sells her this story that Mac is his brother, and she's like, "Whoa, what a where are you from?" And he goes, "Illinois." And she goes, "Welcome to the neighborhood." Like, wait. You think people from Illinois look like that? Like strange sewer-dwelling chud creatures? All right, fair enough. But Mac tries to kill Eric. I wrote down at one point, Mac is trying and will likely kill you. Definitely. Because at one point, Mac takes like a piece of, like a like a, like a drill, like a hand drill, and like shoves it through a wall, like yeah. right where Eric's skull is. And Eric is like understandably frightened. Of course. Because that's so really weird. I can't... Y- yes, I mean, there's a lot of red flags that Eric should probably look into. The fact that he, Mac takes the, the saw to the door and just chunk, just uh, cuts out a chunk of the door. Well, he, well also... Think about him. It's also an alien that's separated from his parents or his family. And he just happened to grab into this van or run into this van. And now he's in this weird suburban area. And his only person that he can contact with is a cripple. I mean, he's got to get his attention some way. Well, and Max, Max's path of destruction is completely blamed on Eric, which makes no sense because he's a handicapped child. At one point, <laughs> Mac, Mac drags in like all of this shit into the house, like like topiaries and trees and like foliage and bushes and Building shit. Building a nest. And the mom is like, "Eric, how could you do this to the house?" And Eric's like, "Um, I didn't do it. How could I have done it, Mom? That is I'm a really handicapped. good question. How did I do this? Hey, Eric, how did I do this, most- bitch?" Eric, I want to scold you, but you are the most industrious cripple child I have ever seen. You keep on so maybe on you him, did man. do it. You get a lot of maybe shit you did do it. Oh, and also, honey, would you like another toe? Would you like me to make you another toe, Eric? Toe? toe? What's that? Your tuna on whole wheat. Hey, mom, stop. Stop it. No one, no one's eating toes these days. <laughs> no, That's just I know. The grossest I, thing you want to toe. I know dad's dead. I know you're trying to overcompensate by making life fun for everyone, but stop it with the toe. Anyway, back on what we were talking about. I would fuck Courtney, right? (laughs) So this is the best scene in the movie. Now, the question is, is he going to chase down Mac or does he have another plan? Well, yeah, because he hears the whistling of Mac, who he has yet to see face to face yet. Um, Am I doing a theme song from something else when I do that? Am I doing Lassie? I think I'm doing Lassie. Uh, Eric starts going down to see where... Whenever you're going downhill on a wheelchair, I understand how the brake mechanism works. There's no way the brake could ever just snap off like that. Oh, but it does. They they bought him the cheapest wheelchair in the store. (laughs) But surely It's made out of plastic and fiberglass. Well, let's be honest. That that is a street caliber wheelchair. That's not like an off-road wheelchair. Like, why did he go into the middle of the woods? Down looks like a fake wheelchair. Half the time, it looks like the damn thing's made out of plastic. It does. But he ends up, like, going straight down this. It's not safe. Like, it's really weird how unsafe this hill is because it is straight down. Why do your suburbs... Why is your suburb built on top of a giant hill that leads to a cliff? And a waterfall. It's like, so it's this weird oasis, like this strange oasis that they, like, open up to. When when he rode, when that wheelchair brake snapped and he was flying down the hill, I was laughing. When he flew off the edge of that cliff into the water, <laughs> I the lost best. it. Like, I was like, there's no way this is happening in this movie right now. Cripple overboard. Well, Debbie sees this and she's like, oh my god, Eric. Now, here's my thing. He Mac sees it and does him. nothing, by the way. <laughs> yes. Mac lured him to the edge of that hill. Definitely. He's trying to kill Eric. Yeah. Eric's dead, guys. I mean, he's not going to make it through the movie, I well, don't think. Well, 
would they show Eric struggling in the water? No, he would sink. He would sink like a stone because he cannot fucking move his legs. He's not used he to treading water at all. Like you can tread with just your upper body because I mean that's a really good workout. But I, I guess mean, you could, but not for labor. very long. Yeah, I mean it's not gonna. He would sink like not a stone. Not that here, long. Right? And with Mac, like like with his extended arms around his neck, just like trying to bring him down. I mean, you think he'd be oh, dead? Definitely. Well, somehow Mac brings up both Eric and the wheelchair. <laughs> yeah. Which makes no like this movie is just riddled with stupid inconsistencies. Hours. So what's Mom's reaction to this? Why would he do this? I, <laughs> I'm sorry. Are you asking why your son just tried to commit suicide? That's my theory. She thinks her son just tried to commit suicide. Definitely. I mean, yeah. That, wouldn't you think the same thing? Uh, I guess, or maybe weird. that he just went way too far and like completely like was an idiot. I would be like, "You're an idiot. You tried to go down this hill, and then you fell off a cliff." Hey, mom. That's my theory. The brake on my crappy ass wheelchair broke. I think we need to upgrade. All right. I look, son, this is your fault. We all knew this was coming. I mean, if I was a crippled child, I'd probably kill myself too. Well, Debbie, Debbie overhears the adults say that Eric has schizophrenia. Oh, no. They think you have schizophrenia. Schizo what? Schizophrenia. It's where you think you see people that aren't there. Is it? Is that what schizophrenia is? I don't she, think that's what schizophrenia she is. She totally heard it wrong, and she's just a little girl oh just my saying God, that's she so is precious. precious. Uh, she's stupid and nosy. She's way too nosy. I, I love when, she, like, when he tries, because, I mean, things go on, and no one believes him that there's this alien, so he tries to trap Mac. Um, yeah. And he doesn't really have a good plan, but like the night that he's going to do it, um, the little girl comes to his window and just like just busts in, like, "Hey, what's up? Yeah. What are you doing here? I thought I'd come help. Quit, get in the closet. Strap this vacuum cleaner to your back. What? We're going to try to suck up the alien. Huh? Why would you ever think that was something you could do? Now we know it's possible because the probe did it. But why would any human being think that something that's little and humanoid and solid could be sucked into a vacuum cleaner? We're skipping an important beat in this scene, I oh, think, did we? because Debbie comes in and she's like, oh, you know, I'm here to help. And like, what about your mom? I won't tell her. Hey, who's that? Oh, that? That's my Chicago Cubs mascot, <laughs> which I, I have a feeling like we need to like reference it as a promotion, but also so we can even understand what the hell's going on later in the film. But it's yeah. just and it, oh, it's also a great example of shitty dubbing because Eric's mouth is yes. not moving and seeing. It's my Chicago Bears mascot. <laughs> I, I wonder that. what I wonder what it was originally. What's that for there? That's my giant oh, teddy bear. I that's, oh, my, I that's the skin of a teddy bear I killed. <laughs> oh god. Open it up, see what's inside. There's bladders and appendixes. Appendices. <laughs> he really is just a crazy kid. I can suck up an alien in a vacuum cleaner. I hunt teddy bears for sport and then use their skins as rugs on my wall. My God, you're so schizophrenia. Fuck, you are a freak. You're a schizophrenia. So they suck up. They do end up sucking Mac up into the vacuum, despite the fact that technically they should have expected nothing from that plan. I mean, really? (sighs) Wow. But this leads to the best worst special effect in the film. Because Debbie is dragged through the house on a very visible track. They have put a track through this like house for the vacuum to run along. And at one point, she is brought up to the ceiling, comes crashing down to the floor. And this special effect, they have so clearly tied a stuffed dummy Debbie to the vacuum. And her legs flail and flop about so unhuman-like. It's such a bad, such an obviously bad special effect. 
So terrible. What's happening is because the vacuum cleaner's on and Mac's inside, he's just going nuts and, like, I guess flying around the house. That's what they do. And it also allows, because he's Mac and he can do a lot of things like save cripples or, like, squeeze into vacuum cleaners, he can also turn a little girl's legs into jelly so she doesn't get hurt by his antics. There we go. There we go. He was doing it for her. Well, at one point, she's 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 spinning around like 360, like 19 times, and her legs are like rods, like they're <laughs> straight out. Yeah. And I'm like, no, bitch. Like, I would be like kicking and like going crazy on that vacuum. The weirdness is like that, her like being like pulled to the ceiling reminded me of that scene in the uh, original Nightmare on Elm Street where the girl's like drug up the wall. I was about to say, this is where the MAC acronym is actually first introduced. Yes. So because awkward. Michael... Yeah, so awkwardly. Like, the kid's been thinking about it for weeks. Like, what should I call this guy? And because Michael's like, what do you mean? What creature? And he's like, the mysterious alien creature, Mac. Really, dog? I wanted everyone in the scene just to go, you and your mom, I swear to God, her and Toe, and you and Mac. You, do you play, like, little acronym games on the road? Like, hey, guys, let's come up with acronyms. Like, shut up. You're the dumbest family. They're the worst. They really did foreshadow that. I did not pick uh, up. Yeah, that is amazing. That's, that's why we had two. Oh, we, we should also establish that Michael has already met Courtney, the hot sister of Debbie, and Debbie has invited them to a birthday party at McDonald's, which we'll get to later. But Courtney works at McDonald's, and Debbie goes, yeah, why don't you stop by for a Big Mac? And Courtney goes, oh, Debbie, stop it. Wait, no, so my question is, I'm what sorry. is a Big Mac? Sexually, she... what is a Big Mac? Sexually. <laughs> I thought what she said was, what do you think you are? Some kind of a Big Mac? No. Mm-mm. I've, like, I've seen this nine times. We will defer to me. Right. She goes, yeah, why don't you stop by for a Big Mac? And Courtney goes, oh, Debbie, don't tell him I do that. Do not tell him that I do Big Macs. <laughs> what do you think a Big Mac is? I think, you know, if I was going to make it easy on myself, I'd just say that a Big Mac is head. I mean, obviously. Like, like hey, baby, I just stopped by for a Big Mac. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> Class. Oh, but anyway, sorry. I just we we didn't mention that, so now we should we're also back. say we're, that every time we see her, she's in full out McDonald's. That's all she has. Regatta. I mean, she is just most of the what, time. Yeah, when we first see her, I think she's in a pretty cool. She's in a pretty cool like suede red jacket. Yeah, like we see her on the balcony of their house, and she's got this kind of awesome red jacket. Yeah, totally fuckable. Um, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I, Ooh, those tits. Ugh. So, so yeah, so far we've had Chicago Cubs mentioned. And then we've also had McDonald's. McDonald's. Coke uh, is I, everywhere. At this Coke's thing. been dropped more than a few oh, times. I mean, because they dope. drink. How do they eventually capture Mac? Because they let him go from the vacuum cleaner, and isn't he kind of jacked up? Yeah, he runs away when Mom shows up because well, there's been this power outage. Um, after, after they get him out of the vacuum cleaner, he's clearly hurt. So they've got to nurse him back to health. How do you do that? Obviously, you feed him Coca-Cola. Get him something to drink. Okay, maybe water. No, fuck that. Mac doesn't drink water. <laughs> fuck your human water. I need something sugary, sweet, delicious. Wait, it seems like they're I need the real thing. The Coca-Cola is just out of reach at all times. <laughs> I need the real thing. <laughs> Always. I want it served to me by a polar bear or Santa. <laughs> they need to make a Mac and Me Too where the polar bears and Santa and Mac all have fun times. <laughs> A Christmas Mac and me. Mm. <laughs> yes. I hear those Skittles skittling Coca-Cola too. <laughs> Coke is it. Come on, it's lovely weather for a Big Mac with you. Whoa. <laughs> but yeah, Mac is, uh, he runs away. 
because mom shows up. There's been a power outage. And my favorite part of the power outage is the actor they hired to go, there's been a power outage. <laughs> uh, so, hi, my name, is, my, name is Rick, my name is Rick Patterson, and I'm auditioning for this role. Oh, really? Tell us about some of the credits that you've, that you've earned over the past few years. Uh, okay, I was in Mac and Me. Oh, really? Who did you play? I played Guy in Power Outage. Oh, you got there's right. been a power outage. Brilliant work. Classically trained. Classically trained. And you'll be reading for the role of Hamlet? Okay. Well, begin at any time. <laughs> and that poor guy. It'd be nice to see what he's done since then. Nothing. Nothing. So much. So Mac runs away, obviously because he's terrified. How did they get him back? Well, Mac shows his appreciation for giving them those delicious droplets of Coca-Cola water by fixing the house. He realizes that he destroyed the house and now has fixed it. Well, he's going to use those plot convenience alien powers. But he's and also going to set up the house with traps to kill Eric, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> traps. There's RC cars that attack Eric. There are hand drills coming through the walls. And the mom goes, aw, you fixed the house, guys. And they're like, come on, mom. Would we do this? Would we ever do anything to help you in any way, shape, or form? And she goes, hey, wait a minute. You're right. It had to have been an alien. Yeah, I believe you now. I think I believe you now. <laughs> That's all it took. This is also where we get a little Scooby-Doo, like a little bit of Da Vinci Code going on, because Mac has laid out a series of clues. <laughs> yes. And Eric's like, for it. Eric's like, what does this mean? There, there are photos of horses, which where did he get photos of horses? There's an ad for Wick's Furniture Store, the breast prices in town. <laughs> and there are flowers. I in think straws, that's it. like flowers in straws. Exactly, correct. So those are the clues, I think. Well, I think I think we realize here that Mac loves arts and crafts. He's a scrapbooker. He makes collages. He's a, he's an artsy guy. He also has an affinity he's for He's also rich. evil. But, you know, evil people can love crafts. Most of them do. He has two bumps on his head. We all understand that when he's older, horns will grow out of him. Of course, oh, yes. they're demons. I Definitely. mean, they come from hell. Yes. When you, when you become grandpa's age, they fall out <laughs> like your teeth do. <laughs> well, this all goes into my theory. Later, we see them coming out of fire, and I'm pretty sure they were not on an alien planet. They were in hell. <laughs> hell is made of Coca-Cola. <laughs> Somehow, our American space probe pierced the veils of time and space and wound up in hell. Exactly. In like- this scene, Mac is driving around in a toy. It looks, it looks motorized. It's a car but- battery, yeah, that you got when you were like a little kid. Right. So Max, and he's being chased by dogs. This scene is apropos of nothing. It has nothing to do with the rest of the film. The best part about the scene is we've got Mac being chased by dogs, being juxtaposed with the mom and son going out on a little stroll. A jog, if you will. She's jogging. He's wheeling. <laughs> wheeling. Mom, wake up. And we have this romantic song playing over mom and son. The music choices in this movie were very weird. Well, it's not a song about romance. It's a song about friendship. Okay. Because the main lyric is, we'll be friends forever. Friends forever. And <laughs> Mac is in a... Ch- like, let's, the juxtaposition is ridiculous. It's a song about friendship and how we're going to be friends forever. They're not friends yet, first no. of all. They're not friends yet. Because we haven't, we haven't learned anything terrorist. about this creature. Yeah, he's, he's the devil. And, uh... He's in a tree about to be eaten by dogs. Eric doesn't know this. He can't help Mac because he doesn't know what's happening. <laughs> but the song, if I remember correctly, goes a little something like this. Tired of being all by myself. Being so different from everyone else. You came along when I needed help. We'll be friends forever. 
<laughs> the fact that I fudged the one lyric, but I knew pretty much all of that. Sounds about right. That is so... In, in context of the movie, it's a weird song to play. Yeah, yeah it makes no... It's also the worst song. I also love that It is one of the to, cheesiest songs. What is it? You came into life when I needed, like, the most or something? We'll be friends forever. Like, immediately just jumping to, like, this weird, like, we're friends forever. We're friends forever. Deal with it forever. Like, it's kind of scary. It's kind of scary song. Contract by blood. Well, how does he get out of the tree again? No idea. I never have no idea. You just see this cliffhanger. I wrote on my notes, I was like, and the dogs eat Mac, and the movie ends. Right? Yes? Dunzo. So, yeah. So, he's on on a couch crying, right? Yeah. Yeah. He's he's watching TV, and he has the family photo, and he's crying. And they're like, oh, Mac, you're back. Hey, Mac, you're back. And (laughs) he's crying. And they're like, do you want Coke? And he actually refuses. What the fuck, Mac? Well, I think uh, you know this is th- we see we see Mac like in a full out spiral of shame and, and sadness. It's the low point in Mac's life. Watching Snorks, Snorks, <laughs> the same episode of Snorks that was playing like three weeks ago. I call bullshit. Yes, they love because snorks. that Snorks episode was shown on two t- different televisions on two separate days, and I don't buy it for a second. It was a very popular episode. of Snorks. There's a lot of reruns of Snorks going on in the eighties. Yeah, it was the episode of the Snorks where they had a seahorse contest where they're like racing seahorses, and then you hear a snork going, and of course, on the seahorse five, there's so and so. Nice. God, fuck the 80s. <laughs> what a terrible was time. Was the whole plot of Mac and Me brought from a Snorks episode, maybe? <laughs> <laughs> Alex's theories are so strange. <laughs> I don't know. Why do they keep having it in there, like over and over again? Or is it another clue that Mac is giving them? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. Alex just is desperately trying to grasp its straws. Like, come on. No, wait. Well, in all seriousness, though, do you think that Matt gives them, like, clues and riddles, mainly because he can't talk because all he does is whistle, but also to, like, assess the knowledge of these creatures that he's come across? Let's see if they're actually going to be able to solve these riddles. Well, he can't talk, but at one point he makes Eric do the V-shape with his hands, and there's this very vague idea that maybe they're communicating. I do love but I don't think they way. are, because if they were, Mac could just tell them where his fucking family is. Well, Mac right. hasn't... Well, all they do is whistle, so they obviously, has, they obviously haven't invented language yet. So, no. I mean... Idiots. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and all they drink is Coke. I mean, they don't have a hope in the world. But we can't deal with that now. Like, Mac, like, ugh, we can't deal with this, because I've got to go to Debbie's friend's birthday party at McDonald's. But what are we going to do with Mac? We well, can't leave him, obviously. No, I mean, we can't leave him. Exactly. He'll kill people if we leave him. <laughs> he will kill, like, neighborhood dogs and such. All right. Well, we obviously, we cannot leave this alien life form crying, sad, and alone. He's, nope. he's too mopey. What is the obvious solution, Jonathan? Stuff him inside my Chicago Cubs mascot and take him to the birthday party at McDonald's. Brilliant. And we're there. We're there at the parking lot of this McDonald's where there are break dancers In the parking lot. I love it. Just Are they actually breakdancing, though? Because watching it again, I'm like, wait a minute. These cars, these guys aren't even that good. They're hip-hop <laughs> dancing, but I don't know if they're breaking. They're kind of popping, locking. Popping, locking. And they have, like, they're older, like, teens from the community center. Like, and they're surrounded by, like, a circle of little kids just, like, clapping. I do enjoy the one girl who is trying to, like, move with them, but, I mean, she's so young. She just can't. So it's already weird and suspect. It's like, is this a McDonald's? Where are we at? 
It's so much fun I'll, going to McDonald's, guys. Guys, yeah, it, I'll tell you where they are. It's the best fucking McDonald's that's ever been fucking created in the entire history of the world. Is what exactly. it is. Exactly. So much space on the inside. Well, you know, oh, there's God. a lot of there's a lot of space in between the counter and where you sit, which is also great. I think I think what a, a lot of McDonald's in this day and age um, are missing is they put in a lot of tables for people to sit at and eat their food when they really just need more dance space. They need more dance space. Because what happened to these dance contests at McDonald's that apparently were being held on the reg? Like, on the regs. I mean, it's Because there's a dance contest going on, guys. Yeah. I don't think... I mean... I don't think you understand how awesome that is. I I wonder, was there, like, a conflict? Was it like, oh, no, we're having this kid's birthday party, and we're having the dance contest on the same day? How are we going to get all these people here? Let's put some of the dancers outside. (laughs) That's the parking lot. Well, what about the uh, gay footballers? Oh, we'll let them come inside. Why were the there football players there? Like, the full-grown football players have signed up as a team, like they're one team. Then there's what? I don't understand how it's a dance contest. First of all, because they're all doing choreographed. They're doing one choreographed routine. My favorite are the like the the ballet dancers that are sitting at a table, looking pissed off and not dancing. The only ones never to dance are the dancers. I did not notice that. How yeah. did you know they were awesome. ballet dancers? When Brad pointed out to me, I laughed. There's like three of them sitting at a table just looking pissed off because everyone else is dancing and they're not. Full out ballerina outfits, too. Like, they're in the pink tights or leotards. Wow. I never, I've never seen this. Just eating a Damn. Big Mac. This movie is filled with Easter eggs. I've seen this nine times. And I, I these Easter eggs I have not fucking discovered yet. It's crazy, but it's amazing. I don't even know if it's a dance competition other than these kids are just happy and they're at, at um, I almost said Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing. They're at McDonald's dancing. Well, there's an, it is a dance contest because there's an omnipresent announcer who's like, okay, let's get this dance contest started. Oh. And at one point I quoted him as saying, great job, Kathy. <laughs> <laughs> Who the fuck's Kathy? Kathy's the girl. Who's Kathy? He's fucking Kathy. I think Kathy's going to win. Do you? Do really? you, dude? Kathy's, Kathy's getting those Big Macs out of the back, I yeah, think. Yeah, she's, she's giving him Big Macs all night. You want another Big Mac, baby? Oh, baby, I got to have like 15 minutes to recover before you give me another Big Mac. <laughs> so what we can surmise is that there's a McDonald's somewhere in California where they have dance-offs every weekend, and kids like to have their birthday parties there in tandem with it because the dancing is an entertainment, and you also get good food. Or at least, you know, mediocre McDonald's food. And that dance sequence was well shot. Oh, Because yes. at one point, there's a shot of all their high-top sneakers moving as one. Yes, like, I love There's so that. many high-top sneakers. And they went, like, great. like the pan across went over, like, Very different slow. brands of shoes. Because I remember, like, a lot of them were Reeboks. And, like, what was the one British Knights? And there was another I guess. A. Like, I was like, this is fucking awesome. I never thought about that, but that's clearly another product placement. Oh, like, they're dude. trying to show oh, you yeah. the shoes, I bet. At this point, it's like anything in, anywhere in a shot. I'm just like, that's a product placement. Those tables, I'm sure they were like, hey, can you put my tables in this shot? Oh, sure. Wicks Furniture Store. <laughs> Wicks Furniture Store. <laughs> Jesus we were, Christ. When they were doing like the flash mob in the, the uh, well, it was a contest, but it reminded me of a, a, pretty much a flash mob. It was an McDonald's. improv everywhere. <laughs> yeah. I, first off, we have to ha- make that happen in Cincinnati somewhere. That's Definitely. the best. Um, but... I was joking with Brad because we were watching the scene together, and I said, is there just, like, a lot of space in, in front of the counter? But then I love where the camera actually flips onto the people behind the counter dancing. Like, they're a part yep. of the dancing competition. Oh, yeah. Guys, take a break. Dance contest. <laughs> and you know who also loves dancing? Mac. Oh, of course. Because yes. 
He crowd surfs at one point, but he's clearly flying? Yeah, I mean, he defies gravity. <laughs> like, the idea is that he's crowd surfing, but, like, no, he is, he's, like, floating like a bubble. And I love when he, but gets, he dances. When he gets to the counter down, he's somehow, like, uh, two feet taller as well. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. It's ALF technology at this point again. Definitely. I love referring to his ALF technology. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Michael goes, what is he doing? And Courtney goes, I don't know. What do you mean you don't know? He's dancing. <laughs> You fucking... Th- I, the things that come out of these characters' mouths. Shut... What is... Th- who, when Debbie goes, who is that? Who is that? That's a teddy bear, you fucking <laughs> mongoloid idiot. <laughs> who is that? What is he doing? Uh, Courtney, at one point, is handing cups to kids that are filled with nothing. I know. They're clearly empty cups. of like, Courtney, you are hot as fuck, but what the fuck... Kids need something Serve to yourself, drink. Kids. Serve yeah. yourself. <laughs> Go up to the soda fountain, I guess. I gotta deliver you. some Big Macs. I gotta give I gotta give Michael, my my weird not boyfriend, a Big Mac. We've only known each other for like a few days. I'm gonna McRib the fuck out of Michael. <laughs> it's a scene. <laughs> Check this shamrock shake. <laughs> The McRib is seasonal, so you better enjoy it while it lasts. The McRib's back, bitch. <laughs> McRib for her pleasure. I hope you've been getting your vitamin C, because after this McRib, you are going to be exhausted. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I'm sorry. This is amazing. Um, so, yeah... Mac and them are at the birthday party, and Mac is dressed up as a teddy bear. The secret agents show up. The secret agents show up, and and they're bumbling. They hate it. They're like, what's going on here? And they don't know what it is. Everyone's asking this question, like, what the fuck is going on? Not a lot of dancing. I think well, and the breakers are actually, like, distracting them. Like, they're getting in their way on purpose, like, hey, guys, what's up? I'm like, um, are you helping Mac? I do love Is Mac, like, using these people to help distract the secret agents? He's a puppeteer. But I, I also love, like, when they reel in their car <laughs> and they open up the back, or the back's already, like, open, hold, holding the cage they want to put Mac in. There's, There's like, just... a microwave oven in the back? <laughs> like, it's yeah. a weird cage that looks like a microwave oven? But it, the dancers are still outside, and they're, like, dancing around the car and, like, the <laughs> agents. It's like, what's going on? They're basically grinding up on yeah. them, like, hey, what's up? I'm going to dance right the hell out of you, agent. <laughs> Stop. I said, I said no. Ow. Their popping locks are... Uh, ow! Eek! Wow. Is this, is this the beginning of the very long chase sequence? Yes, yes. Because this is a chase sequence that starts off at one point. There, Eric has Mac in the wheelchair. Don't they, like, crash through a fence at one point? Through a laundry line, Mac has underwear on his head. Well, well time Probably out. Gold. Time out. First off, let's... Uh, the agents come into McDonald's and they're like, "We gotta get Mac out. We gotta get Mac out." They leave McDonald's in a full-on riot. I mean, <laughs> those people are loving that shit that Mac's doing on the counter. So they're like going crazy, and of course, like Jonathan said earlier, Mac flies. He doesn't crowd surf. He flies through and out, the, and then they get in the wheelchair. And you're right. Immediately, what a they're weird. like, "How stupid do they think kids are?" Like, I'm sorry. Like, even as a kid, I would have been like, "What is that?" What's going on with him, like, floating through the air? And all the terrain they cover when they get out into the wheelchair. Like, immediately, McDonald's, I guess, is in the suburbs on top of a giant hill. Because they bust through that fence, like you said, and they go flying through there. 
Hit that clothesline. Does this kid not remember how shitty the brakes are in his wheelchair? Does he not remember? And how does Matt lose the teddy bear suit or the teddy bear skin? Yeah. Like, instantly. It's like they go through the clothesline, and all of a sudden, teddy bear... He's got, like, panties on his head, and it's funny because there are panties on his head, which, ugh, God, the humor in this film. Comedy gold. Is that butt? The momentum, no, it's not. The momentum Eric gets from the hill continues through the entire chase sequence because there are shots of Eric like on flat ground, and this kid is booking it. Yes. He's going like- 65 miles an hour. It was a steep hill. I also love how, like, how close he'll get to cars before they like swerve out of the way. I love that he goes into oncoming traffic. He, no, not, he's not going to try to wheel into the other lane. He's going to go fight oncoming traffic head on. And those cars get close to him. Yeah. Real close if the nice. camera is any indication. Okay, now this is a story for another episode. But I've actually been in a car chase before, like for serious, with rednecks. And we actually went on, we, also, we actually went over into the lane of oncoming traffic and they backed off. Like, apparently you can go onto oncoming traffic and if you weave through enough cars, people are like, all right, we need to back off. So, you know, you were, props to car, Eric. You were in a car, not a young child on a, in a wheelchair. It was an SUV and terrified. With, with no control. Going 65 miles an hour is just on the power of your own arms. I mean, this kid has been, <laughs> his upper body strength, like, hello, hello, he's been, Eric. He's been jogging with mom ever since, like, they left Jersey. We'll be friends for <laughs> Oedipus. Uh, he's fucking his mom is what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they're fucking. Mom, you're my best friend. Ever tell you that? We're going to be together for. Hey, Mom, how about you slip me a Big Mac? <laughs> Eric, we can't keep doing this. This Eric. is wrong. Shut up, Mom. I'm a cripple. It's okay. Mom, Love I need me. a fucking Big Mac, all right? I'm 12. God! I'm so <laughs> horned up right now. You think Michael's horny? Ugh, check this out. Sorry, this is getting dark. I love it. Mom's an unwilling participant in an incestual relationship with her son. He made me do it. He made me do it. So the chase continues. Uh, all the way At one point, Sears. yeah, it goes into Sears where mom works. And this is a great moment because mom is talking to a fellow employee and she goes, so how long have you been in lingerie? I don't know, mom. How long have you been fucking the guy who works in lingerie? <laughs> Some, you gotta get a raise somehow. With the guy in lingerie? He He's really not gonna promote you? He is really disappointed when she ha- like she walks yeah. away like, oh, sorry, I've got to go take care of my son who's like flying through Sears. And blowing up all of the televisions. Maggie's blowing up all of the televisions. A swath of destruction. Can I just say how awesome... <laughs> At one point, they, when they're getting to the store, you can see like this huge display of old He-Man toys, which is so fucking awesome oh, to yes. see. I love the old signage. Like When yeah. they rolled in, I immediately knew this was Sears just from the signage. Oh, it's like that Spider-Walker. There's another toy in Eric's room that's like a mad scientist monster lab toy. It's this huge box, like, and you can see it plain as day, like it's another product placement. But it's like mad scientist monster lab, which seemed vaguely familiar. Like, I don't think I ever had it, but I'm like, that kind of almost seems familiar. He-Man toys, very much so. Yes, clearly. Hmm. I'm trying to think of now other toys in there. I mean, I love in old movies like that, seeing old toys and yeah. stuff. And just even McDonald's, like everything looked was just amazing. And the McDonald's looked like a McDonald's I would want to go to. Well, dude, like yeah. Now, like I've actually considered, like sometimes I'll be like, should I get McDonald's? And I'm like, no, because McDonald's are gross. <laughs> and Will there be that McDonald's, there? I'm like, no, no. There's just gonna be sad people, just sad, sad people. And this looked like a nice McDonald's, like clean, nice people dancing. 
Gay <laughs> footballers? Who cares? Let's let's go get a Big Mac. So Matt, Matt, and, lost our, Matt and our boy dance. Eric are racing through Sears, laying a path of destruction, destroying Michael televisions. Destroying. Destruction. But doesn't Mac, like, seal off the entrance? Right. They go through the door. The city uses his convenient um, plot development alien powers to, to close the doors. So what the hell are our agents going to do? Just pick up a TV and chunk it through the door. Which was sure. awesome. <laughs> sure. Just do that. You know, she, you know mom got fired, right? Oh, oh definitely. Mom got fired. The second she admitted that that was her son, the boss was like, really? You're fired. Get out. Your son just caused so much damage to my but store. They probably, but, they, but then they sold the rights to their story and made a made-for-TV movie, and they got a good chunk of change out of that. They did. They really did. That so, was, like, Mom, come back. You're fine. It was so awesome when that dude threw the television through the yeah, window. Yeah, Like, I was not expecting that, because these guys have been totally incompetent to this point, and that was something's like, oh, well, if we're going to continue this chase, yes, you're going to have to get through that door. Why not throw one of the busting televisions through it? It was awesome. Well, this is when Michael and Courtney and Debbie show up in the van with the Phoenician blinds. Yes. And they're like, how are we going to, how are we going to do this? How are we going to, how are we going to solve this? And Michael's like, I have an idea. And they're like, well, is it going to work? And he's like, it'll work. I only mention this because Michael, first of all, has, you think Eric has great upper body strength? <laughs> Michael picks Eric up in his wheelchair going 60. Eric is going 65 miles an hour. The van is going 65 miles an hour. The secret agents are running maybe 58 miles an hour. Michael picks up the fucking wheelchair and hauls it into the van. But I only mention this because of his sunglasses. The continuity errors with these sunglasses that Michael is wearing are amazing. Like, exterior shot, Michael has sunglasses. Interior shot, Michael does not have sunglasses. (laughs) They do that seven times. Wow. Didn't even notice it. I think that's a drop. Uh, just a drop in the bucket compared to the laws of physics that I'm sure they're they're completely defying. Picking up this wheelchair when it's moving at this speed whilst the van's moving—that's some weird Einstein relativity problem. I'm pretty sure. Oh yeah, just the sheer like I I wanted to ask like a kinetic energy question about like <laughs> how much kinetic energy like how much potential energy was Eric storing in that damn chair as he was going down the hill and releasing as kinetic? Yeah. Like oh it's fine. I was on that hill for like five minutes. Dude, you. <laughs> This movie's amazing. Yeah, I mean, it's just like, what the fuck? One, one of the stupidest screenplays ever put to film. Just oh. such a stupid, moronic screenplay. But, you know, the dance sequence makes it, but this next montage also makes it. Because they decide they, 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 they're going to get Mac back with his family. Cue road trip montage. You know, Jonathan, um, a lot of a really popular thing in the 90s and in the 2000s, still to this day, really... Um, is to swim with the dolphins. Um, but in the 80s, things were a little bit different. Instead of swimming with dolphins, we drove with the horses. If you can get that song, that would be great. And I think it's called Waves of Emotions. Wow. Because if she, I think she says, Waves of Emotions. It's so stupid. But there are horses. Yeah, you're right, Brad. There's the Venetian blind van cruising down this dirt path in the California desert while stallions, like, full-on, like, wild stallions. And that is a, you know, that connects back to the clue Mac gave them with the picture of the horses. There's a billboard for Wick's Furniture in the middle of nowhere. Makes no sense for it to be near this dirt path. It's so stupid. And... Now, do you guys remember what the straws and flowers represented? Okay, now wait a minute. Okay, so a place where my parents can rest 
if they're dead. Wait, that's a different oh, riddle. That's yeah, a different riddle. Um, that's Rutger Obsidian, not no, 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 no. Do you think that you think that him and Mac had like <laughs> they 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 were in touch back then? I think. So. Oh, I was gonna actually. I actually, yeah, I was gonna say something early. Maybe Rutger Obsidian has has taught Mac a few things about shitty riddles that what no if, one can solve what? unless they are literally led to the source. Like, what? here's the answer. Well, then the riddle still doesn't work, really. Well, wait a minute. Mommy, mommy, it's a foul so, problem. So, but time out, time out. To, to be fair, I, I, I actually think that riddle made a lot of sense. I, I, I think Rutger actually was, uh, he had to help you out a lot there. What if Mac is Rutger? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Alex, your theories are more like leaps. <laughs> I think people have some. Some people have theories. You have leaps. But it Wait makes sense. It makes sense. Absolutely. What if this whole movie is based on an episode of the Snorks? Like, um, <laughs> I don't think that's what happened, but maybe. I'm in rare form tonight, guys. I apologize. Um, so, yeah, but yes. So, Waves, yes. The other <laughs> of emotion. Uh, but so the other clue was straws. Just like a field of them with flowers on the inside that can turn, I guess. Up at the top, they look like sunflowers, but not. Right. Those are wind solve, turbines. Solve the riddles, guys. Solve the riddle. Those are wind turbines. Okay. <laughs> or windmills, yes. Those are windmills, yes. They're like a wind turbine. That's the shittiest clue he gives them, I think. That's the shittiest clue. You couldn't draw a picture, Mac? <laughs> Seriously. They show Mac reading a newspaper at one point. He He's reading a newspaper. He's literate. He knows how to read English. He can't fucking speak it. But the whole reason he's doing this is he's giving them the location of his fams, which is in a... They're in, like, a weird abandoned mine. In a mine cave thing, because they're idiots, and they have no way to fend for themselves. And the ground is overflowing with Coca-Cola, so... Jesus Christ. But how They just want to go back home. Can you imagine how terrifying if you're used to living on a world where you just drink from the ground and there's like a plentiful supply of liquid? I would love that. You just have to find it. But then you end up on some place where everything seems the same. There's still, you know, desert and ground, but there's nothing to drink. You know their lungs are like filled with like grit and pebbles and dust because they were trying to drink idiotically out of the ground. Like, (coughs) Grandpa, no! There's a scorpion in my mouth! Ah. So they they give the family Coke, right? Also, I should just admit, I've, uh, I'm just going to admit that I fast forward through this sequence when I watch it. It's such a long sequence. It really is. Them getting yeah. to the mine, going into the mine. There's no dialogue. Almost no. no dialogue. But there is touching the alien's eyeball to see if it's still alive. Hey, don't, don't poke something in the eyeball. That's horrible. Gross. They do appear dead, though, because yeah. they're not moving at all. Yeah. That is, yeah. It's also kind of gross because the, the aliens look kind of gross just all in the in the, the mine floor. Yeah. They always look gross. Let's just say that again. They always look gross. <laughs> but now they look especially cadaverous. I think my roommate described them as like sea monkeys. Sea monkeys. That's a good Yeah. 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 The illustrations of what people would draw sea monkeys like are sea people or whatever. Seamen. Fuck whatever. these aliens, man. Yeah, but so... They- they're brought back to life with the, the miracle that is the Coca-Cola. Yeah, we get, let's get out of this cave sequence because I hate that sequence. Like, so they get them the back van. in the van. Where are they going? Grandpa's, like, what's their end game? <sighs> I have no idea. <laughs> no clue. They have no end game whatsoever. Um, but Grandpa is acting like an idiot. He's picking up a tire iron and swinging it wildly. So they make them... He ties what? the tire iron into a knot. These things oh, are super yeah. strong. They are dangerous. 
I can't believe he doesn't snap Debbie's neck off mice and men style. I really thought. What did he say, Brad? <laughs> yeah, when they're. When, I'm sorry. We're going back when they, when they were in the mine, and like he goes up to Matt. It looks like he's about to kill him because <laughs> he puts his like hands around his head. And it's like, oh my god, he's about to he's about to kill him. You brought them here. I'll gore your eyes out with my thumbs. <laughs> oh, you have Coca Cola. All right, I'll spare you for now. Ooh. I won't electrocute you to death with my random spasmodic electricity. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, how, how is it that when they touch humans, they don't, like, electrocute them? They yeah. might, and we just didn't see those scenes. <laughs> those horrific mutilation scenes. So, they're trying to distract the aliens by playing Simon Says. They stop at a what I felt was a supermarket, but outside it's labeled as a mall? Yeah. yeah. Very strange. But the aliens get out of the van, despite the fact that the kids were supposed to keep them in there. Why would... Stupid why kids. would... <laughs> The older kids leave the other kids in charge of keeping no idea. extraterrestrials, especially Grandpa, who's like crazy. I also Michael's love, a like, shitty boyfriend too. I'm yeah, just going to mention really why is. he's a shitty boyfriend here in a second. I also love how like those two girls roll up in their car. Like I'm going to get gas, go into the gr- the store or whatever, and like she looks over and sees two aliens looking at her through the car. She just like kind of waves and then just like gets her coke out and pops it. Like no, at like, first no she's deal. kind of oh. into it. She's like, "Hey, how are you doing?" But then they take her precious carbonated bread and she's just like, what? This will not stand. I'm they, screaming. They part the Venetian blinds. They bust their hand through glass of a car, which takes incredible strength. Jonathan, that is scary and awesome you're doing that to the camera. Um, <laughs> yeah, goes out, grabs her Coke, and at that point she just goes nuts, which you should. Yeah, definitely. Well, and it's not a coke, so you know that they killed her. Oh, oh. <laughs> they were like, "What the fuck? I am gonna fucking crush your skull guy. like a grape." RC. <laughs> that was a scary sound, Alex. My goodness, I can't even make that sound. God, neither Brad nor I. <laughs> but um, after that, they have to get sustenance. They go and well, they just roll up into the supermarket. And it's- well, Michael's a shitty boyfriend because he looks at Courtney and he goes, "Hey, you got any money?" She goes, yeah, and he goes, okay, get gas and food and drinks, and I'll be right back. I'm like, what are you doing? Well, hey, she's the one with the job. She's the one with the job. It's modern days. The man shouldn't have to pay for everything. And he just moved. She's still working at McDonald's. She's got no money. What? She's gonna have like it's the '80s. So what? She maybe had like twenty bucks. Gas costs like a penny. And yeah, also, that's true. Coke then was probably like twenty five cents yeah. a, a bottle. It cost nothing. She was the economy was still terrible in 1988. I'm sure, but thanks. Well, trickle, 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 trickle. Um, so, yeah, the aliens wander into the supermarket. There's a moment where Mama Alien and Little Baby Alien have a moment with a enormous hillbilly and her child. And there's what are we supposed oh. to glean from this moment? So gross. Yeah, oh. That woman is ugly, first of all. She's yeah. hideous. <laughs> yes. Judging. The baby's in a diaper and nothing else, like a <laughs> shitty diaper. Listen, we gotta we gotta take a second here. There is nothing that makes me more grossed out and nauseous than dirty little fucking naked babies running around grocery stores with their family. Put some fucking clothes and shoes on your fucking baby. First off, okay, how is that acceptable oh. anywhere in the world oh. when you're running in with your naked child with getting grocery feet? How is that acceptable in California? First, uh, wait, like, time no out. one in California is letting their kid do that. Alex, you introduced the word grocery feet to me a few years ago, and it gives me a panic attack. Jonathan, are you where a grocery feet is? I'm just going to the grocery store. What's the big deal? Like, it's just down the corner. I'm just going to walk into the grocery store. 
What if a baby had like an accident in their diaper? And all they have is the diaper. <laughs> That's the grossest thing ever. Oh, and their dirty little grocery feet. <laughs> I think I think for the sake of Brad's sanity, we need to uh, maybe walk away from the so shitty baby. I'm sorry I brought it up. There's a moment where those the redneck family and the alien family bond just for a second. There's also a moment where Grandpa knocks over cans of Coke because some mar- some market employee has decided that the best way to display these cans of Coke is to take them out of their rings, throw the rings away, and stack them individually. Who the fuck builds an Aztec pyramid of Coke cans? Of course that's going to fall. It's not the alien's fault. It was going to fall anyway. Fire that kid. It's almost like the alien like reaches and gets the Coke and it all falls and he looks at the manager like, what happened? What is this? What happened? I'm Grandpa. I I have Alzheimer's. I also love how everyone in the market is just kind of like, what's going on? Uh, manager, you need to get over here. And the manager, like, just rolls up. is like, all right, um, excuse me? And then Grandpa comes out of the aisle holding a giant watermelon next to his, like, <laughs> again, hip leading walking. Very sexual. Just, like, with the watermelon. <laughs> <laughs> very suggestive. I did not approve. He was coming on to me. <laughs> and just looks at the manager hey, holding a watermelon. Check this giant watermelon. How's about it? You know well, what then, this is? Then they call their, like, sheriff. Like, they have a sheriff at this mall, basically. <laughs> <laughs> the the sheriff somehow loses his gun to Grandpa, which um Grandpa how just grabs the gun? Why do why do you have a security? Why does your security guard at a grocery store have a gun? Why is he dressed up like a character from Dallas? Why is like full on cowboy what, hat? What grocery store has a security guard? I've never in my life seen that. I have seen grocery store security guards. There's actually a, to, to get back. There's Singles Kroger in Cincinnati. There's also Maximum Security Kroger because there's like also a police like or something there and it's always has it always has cops guarding it but the second that grandpa reached for that goddamn i'm sorry like second he reached for that gun shoot him in the skull exactly yeah but I love you it. don't know what this thing is like we have no idea what the hell this thing is and the kids keep screaming they're not gonna hurt you that's a fucking lie grandpa gets the gun and just starts waving it wildly i'm sorry kids i know you care about these stupid potato creatures but they are going to kill us all if we don't take them down right the fuck now. They've given us cancer already. I mean, that's just a given, right? We definitely have cancer because of these guys. <laughs> Ugh. These I aliens. Hoping, I was hoping at one point that Mac would have impregnated <laughs> Eric. Kind of like an enemy mind thing. Yes. Holy <laughs> shit, that's dark. That is I don't dark. Know where it's gonna go. Eric, there's an alien inside you. An alien queen. <laughs> Well, let me let me tell you this. Well, as we were watching it, I could remember part of the ending, and then Brad told me out of nowhere, Alex, that one thing that you remember is one of like five crazy things that happened. So I was trying to think of the craziest thing that could happen because what I oh. remembered was pretty fucking crazy. All right, I'll tell you what the crazy. Well, they they the aliens somehow get out of the mall like they got out of Area Fifty One or whatever the fuck. With like the somehow they just got out right. without anyone dropping like drop tackling them or anything like that. Well, they and also got. Go ahead. They, oh yeah, they're robbing the market <laughs> yes. because they've got a crate of supplies. You are, you aliens, don't you fucking try to hide behind your stupidity. This is not know. gonna work. Don't we don't know they, what's they know going what on. Doing. You if know what Matt you're doing. Can make elaborate clues. Yeah, then Grandpa's sure. not stupid. He's playing stupid. I think. Is this but he's actually. What does it do, motherfucker? <laughs> What do you think it does, bitch? Give me those goddamn groceries. Where's your Coke? 
I didn't mean to shoot your wife in the stomach, but it happened. My aim is really good with this thing. How do I take to this so naturally? <laughs> but when, by the time they get out, the Secret Service has arrived with 8,000 police officers. And there's a shootout at one point. <laughs> and no and one the cops. No one gets hit. But those aliens would have been ripped to meaty chunks because the amount of guns firing at those aliens, oh, yeah. holy yeah. shit. Well, dude, they would have been murdered. They're bulletproof. I guess so. <laughs> and flameproof because just seconds after this fucking pistol whip shoots out, what happens, Brad? We have, of course, the aliens, they have a little freak out, and they cause their super alien plot power. Everything goes insane and stuff blows up. Stuff blows up? The entire <laughs> mall blows up. How many died? How many died? I wrote that on Twitter. I was like, I, I've always felt this way. I'm like, people died. So I, many. So they many. didn't get everyone out of that building. So many people died. There was never a chance movie. to get anyone out. I mean, stuff happens at such a quick pace. Yeah. I mean, no one got out. Most people in the mall probably didn't even know there were aliens outside. Yeah. They the night janitor didn't know what was going on. The night janitor, who was like way oh, in the no. corner, like filling up his mop bucket, he didn't oh, fucking no. know. He's yeah. like, oh, maybe something's happening over there, but I should focus on my job. And he died. Run. Run away, night janitor. And the didn't reason, even get a chance. The reason I know that they died is because our little boy, Eric... But right before everything blows up, he's gonna reel over there and try to he's gonna try to cool down the situation. They're but not gonna gets, hurt you. He gets somewhat near the aliens, everything blows up. He's somewhat kind of close to the explosion, but not really. Not even in the shockwave, apparently. Now, if you were I mean, as big as that explosion was, if he was as close as it looked like he was, he would have gotten killed probably. Well, he would have he would have definitely been definitely. like he would have gotten cut or yeah. especially like burned or Debris would have hit him, I think he would have been knocked down. But the fact that he dies is ridiculous. Right. Unless he has the heart of a hamster he has a or a rabbit. Condition. He has a broken heart. He has a broken heart. Yep. But you know why? Because he's just now realized that the aliens he's been trying to protect are actually fucking hell beasts. <laughs> from Dante's was. seventh circle. What we yeah. didn't see is like through the as as he was wheeling the chair, the explosion didn't kill him. Grandpa gives him a wink and then points the gun at him and shoots. <laughs> and then his horns like full out grow out and there's a giant pentagram in the flames. I wish you guys I wish you guys listening at home could just see the image of Alex like cocking his Glock. <laughs> like just angle like I'm gonna fuck you up, human. From the side too. Not like You think you handicapped now, Eric? You think you handicapped now? <laughs> I love this bitch. So yeah. So Everyone has like this – Courtney, the actress who plays Courtney actually does a really good job of being upset because you can see in her like performance guilt. She's like, holy shit. I didn't want to do this. I didn't want to go on the run. I was trying to convince them earlier not to do this and this is my fault. She, I, I, like honestly, when I view her performance, I'm like, damn, you can see that she thinks this is her fault because like she was kind of in charge of taking care of these kids. Courtney, I love she you. She was in charge, yeah. Courtney and also nice. just – Courtney, uh, can you imagine what like sad fucking her would be, like when she's upset, like oh, I'm, I'm sad, I'm mad at my, ugh, I'm just I've had a terrible day and I just I need to like, ugh, unwind. <laughs> I need a Big Mac, baby. If I start tearing up halfway through, it's like I'm just because I'm so happy to be with you and not at work. <laughs> ugh, fuck McDonald's, man. Fuck this. Fuck this Big Mac. <laughs> I'm gonna McRib you, baby. I know it's your birthday, so I'm gonna McRib you today. It's your special day. When you when you spray your shampoo shake, just be sure to hit the walls and not my sheets because I just washed these sheets. Don't, don't damn it! 
Are there any other, like, specially McDonald's treats we can make into, like, sexual innuendos? Oh, I'm sure. There's a Big and Tasty. There's, a six-piece? Uh, Give six me a six-piece, baby. Oh, oh you, want, you want a ten-piece? Oh, baby. I don't know if I got a ten-piece in me. <laughs> Shit. Okay, we'll go for it. Happy Let me eat a sandwich first. Let me eat a sandwich. Then I'll try and give you a 10-piece. No, I need a Big Mac. No, but seriously, like a Big Mac, Big Mac. <laughs> like, baby, get your... Oh, stop it. I just need to eat. God damn it. Can I just eat some food? <laughs> you slut. Courtney, you're such God a damn slut. It. I wasn't always fucking with you. Can I just give like a 20-second synopsis of what happens in the last like 10 minutes of this film? Go for it. See what's, let's see how it goes. Okay, so Eric is dead. Everyone is upset. Mom shows up. She's upset. And then out of the hellfire walks the impervious aliens who can apparently be harmed by nothing. So I don't understand. Yeah, the only way they can die is if they're taken away from their precious carbonated liquid. They get together and raise Eric from the dead. And they heal him, kind of. They're not going to cure his uh, crippleness. He's still going to be in a wheelchair because we Uh -uh. don't go that far. We brought him back from the dead, but we made sure he brought something with him. <laughs> you know that was part of the deal. They were like, come on, Satan. We got to look good in front of these people. But also, could you maybe bring something back with Eric? So apparently this is enough for the aliens to be accepted by everyone, including the American government. <laughs> because flash cut to the courthouse where the aliens are being sworn in as American citizens. I hate to get racist right now. But they are not my fellow Americans. My white children will not go to the same school as these hideous aliens. Oh. My aliens will kill my children, I think. I think that will happen. And what Fuck is, you, aliens. What is up with the aliens' like retro fashion choices? I don't like, know. They are all over the place. They love the Kennedy era. They want to go back. They're a little conservative, these aliens. From your mouth to five and two's ears. I don't even know. Because Mac is wearing a McKids shirt. One more product placement before the credits. He's wearing a McKids line of clothing. It's precious. It's the best outfit compared to mom's shitty Leave it to Beaver dress (laughs) with the pearls and dad's grandpa's, I should say, awful three-piece suit. And the little girl who looks like she's from Dot and Jane and Skip and Spot. With a bow tied to her skull. Tied to her ugly, bald, liver-spotted, AIDS lesion-covered skull. You sickly, horrific people. I didn't even know that was a girl. I thought it was like his older brother. And here's the thing. When the judge says, say I do, they don't say it. So guess what, fucks? You're not part of our country. Listen, if you can't speak English... You don't come to my country. You stay out of America. Stop taking our jobs. Learn to speak the language, aliens. Hey, Mac, could you stop whistling at my wife with that construction yard whistle? Woo-woo! Which he does all throughout the film. Are you staring at my ass? Stop it, Mac. Woo-woo! Is it clear that I can't whistle? Alex is actually whistling, but I can't I was wondering why you weren't. I thought it was This is my... You want to hear it? Like, okay. Go for it. That's not a whistle. Not a Jonathan, whistle. you can't whistle. How how can you not whistle? Also can't really ride a bike, but whatever. <laughs> I was going to say, I remember watching you try to learn to ride a bike at NKU, and it was awesome. I rode that bike, actually. I did learn how to Jonathan, ride that bike. you were on that bike, and you were, like, using one leg to just kind of repel yourself. Dude, you weren't riding that bike. This isn't about me. I feel like we've gotten off track. <laughs> Jonathan, I love you, man, but it was awesome. 
Just going to play with my hair for a second while we let this die down. So, yeah, so they're sworn in, horrible fashion choices. They get into a Cadillac, which I guess is the actual last product placement. A bubblegum pink Cadillac from the 50s. Right. Yeah. yeah, it's like, what's going it's on? It's enormous. They, they're a little conservative. What can you say? They and time. Mac is chewing bubblegum that Eric clearly pops with a needle. Like, he's holding a needle and he goes, <laughs> pop! Because you can't really pop bubblegum. Right. Like, it'll, it'll deflate, but you can't go, pop. And then this cartoon bubble appears... And it says, we'll be back. No, Fuck you, you movie. Won't. No, you won't. And apparently there were plans for a sequel until it did so terribly that they were like, no. Yeah. Fuck it. What would the sequel have been? Because me and Brad needs a little bit about this. What the fuck? I don't know. <laughs> what ground would they, were they going to cover? In, what? In my mind, in my mind, the aliens on that moon realize that Earth has precious Coca-Cola and it's a lot better than their moon just has naturally. Yeah, their so shitty they, moon RC. So they invade, and then RC sucks. Yeah. So, so so they invade Earth, like as an alien invasion film. <laughs> and then Mac and Mac and you know me and his family have got to try to like convince the other aliens, like, no, we can't, we can't take it over. Yeah, that's one pitch. That's one pitch. Here's another pitch. Uh, Mac accidentally kills Debbie and they have to cover it up. <laughs> and then in the end, Mac gets gunned down by a fucking sniper. The only character in this reality who understands that Mac's evil. He right, here's shoots... Another here's, here's another one, okay. So, um, Mac for president. The, the girl's family, it's coming hard times. Their mother's left them. The only way they can defend themselves... The mother's left them. <laughs> the only way they can get through life is Courtney has can to get a... mother a, just leave their kids? Yeah, it happens all the time. Oh, so your dad's... Oh, yeah. Courtney has to become a stripper to pay the bills. It oh, I pay. all the time. Yeah, I would, Ooh, that's never baby. That Always happens. happens. Mm. Every day. I'm going to orphan my children at the age of 16 and like, mm. what was the other one, like 12? Yeah. Hey, Courtney. Hey, Courtney, I'll slip you a 20 if you show me those Egg McMuffins. Yes. Forgot that had a breakfast She's dressed as Ronald. Like, Ronald McDonald was in this film. As himself. Yes. <laughs> the credits credit him as Ronald McDonald. It's like Pee Wee Herman. It's that weird little weird Hall of Fame of characters where, like, if you are, you are. I you are no was, longer yourself. I was a little creeped out by Ronald because he was a little yeah. too. I think at yeah. one point. He was weird. Eric rolls in with the teddy bear or Mac. Um, Ronald comes over and is like, hey. And, like, there's, like, this weird, like, flash, like, flower magic trick. And it's trying like, way too hard. To, yeah, trying so hard. But then there's another one where, like, the teddy bear's dancing on the uh, counter, and then it flips over to Ronald, who has, like, a kid in his lap, and they're just, like, laughing. Like, Ronald's like, ha check that out! Talking to the nope. kid in his lap. It's like, what? Dr. Chris Hansen? Yes. Aging Dr. Chris Hansen. Well, there's that scene with the uh, doctor after Eric falls off the cliff, and the doctor looks at the mom and he goes, can you leave us alone for a second? And I'm like, no. No. Never. What the fuck are you going to say to my kid that I can't hear? I'm saying, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sit right the fuck here, thanks. You're, my son is in his bedroom. No, I'm not leaving you here with my fucking son. Is it the doctor? Or was it's it like that doctor who gives him a mild sedative. Yeah. Okay. It's very... And the mom and everyone leaves. I'm like, no. Uh-uh. I don't care all, if the door's open. What is, and he's got like an old-timey doctor bag, too. Who's the doctor in California that's making house calls? I thought it was a spy. Like, I thought it was someone like looking for the aliens. Like, so tell me what's happening. Are you seeing weird things? You're going to think I'm crazy, Doc. Well, that would have been awesome, actually. That would have yeah. been awesome. See, like, I if was... it was like a... If the secret agents weren't bumbling, and they actually had like a full-on like conspiracy operation, and if the aliens weren't so stupid, 
feelings weren't so fucking stupid. Now, before we wrap this up, I need to talk about, just real quick, I wasn't able to rewatch this, but over here in my VHS tape collection, I have, like, if, if Mac and Me is a ripoff of E.T., if that's level B, then level C is a little film that I know as Nuki. Oh, fuck. <laughs> it's spelled N-U-K-I-E. Nuki. Nuki's about an adorable little alien that comes to Earth and befriends children and is misunderstood by the adults around him. The children are African. He goes down to the Serengeti. There's a supercomputer from what I remember, but the film is so... You think Mac and Me's bad? Nuki is like 70 to 80 minutes of nonstop. It, it will kill you to watch this film. It's not on DVD. Of course it's not, because it's abysmal. You think Mac is ugly? Nuki looks like garbage vomit. He's got monkey ears. He's puke green. He's made out of, like, paper mache filth. He is in no way appealing. In no way appealing. But he saves Serengeti children from being eaten by lions. And there's a white, hot scientist lady who talks to her supercomputer, who talks like this. I'm just saying, there's no way you could ever watch it, but I have it. If you want to get a VCR and at the end of that viewing, just kill yourself, like I almost did. I'm pretty sure it may eventually come to Netflix Instant Watch, because everything is on there. There's some bad movies on Netflix Instant Watch. This is very true, including Mac and Me. <laughs> that is Aww. one of them. We'll be friends for it. Which they played again over the credits. I'm like, oh, I what? You couldn't get another credits. song? You just couldn't get another fucking song for you? And then it said... Soundtrack available. I'm like, I want that. Yeah. It was also by like what, like Curb Records or something like weird. It was like, oh, nah, they went under for obvious reasons. They put everything they had in Smacking Me soundtrack. When those two girls drove up to the van at the supermarket, there was yeah. another song playing. I was like, oh, I hate it in movies when they do that. Like, oh, what's that awesome song on the radio? We need to buy the soundtrack so we can really hear it. <laughs> I can't stop doing it. I can't stop. Waves. That's what I listen okay. to on my driving horses. <laughs> that's Brad, really we, good. Like, you joke and everything, but wouldn't it be awesome just to drive with horses? Or, Until you no. hit a horse. Or like, the horse would like slam be, into you. Well, yeah. I would like to actually be riding a horse in like a pack of horses. <laughs> you just want to ride a horse is what you want to do. I, I just want to go horseback riding, guys. Is well, that too much to ask? You just do that. You don't need a car for that. Or just like get in a wheelchair and just like run with them. You'll die. They'll trample you. Where was that in the movie? Why didn't Eric? Where was the animal? Why was Eric like, scene? "Hey, hey, big brother, just open the side for a minute. I need to go out and like him just wheel out and like ride with the horses as he's and then he gets side. trampled and dies. He wouldn't get if if he had if he had been thrown from the van by Michael onto the back of a stallion, then <laughs> that combined with the waves, waves and the McDonald's dance sequence would. There's a reason why I've seen this film so many times, and it's because the McDonald's dance sequence, the horse montage, and if that had happened, it would have been a best picture contender. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't this movie win like the first Razzie ever? No, that was Can't Stop the Music. Oh. No, actually, um, yeah, it, on the Wikipedia page, there is a there's information about the Razzies that it won. The Razzies are actually like really old. Like I think that started in like 1980, like the very early 80s, radically. Early Which 80s. Yeah. because, like Brad said, I, yeah, he, the first official one um, was Can't Stop the Music. Oh, should we just well, work that our came way? out in 80, right? Yeah, 1980. Yeah. Okay. Because the 80s were going to be a really big, different happening time. Um, and they were. But 
I didn't invent it. I'm just in it. I didn't invent it. I just did it. The music's great, but I can't hear it for your voice. <laughs> hey. <laughs> what do you think, Bruce Jenner? Oh, I'm just wearing a half shirt, so I don't know what the fuck's going on. <laughs> what does she say? Like, uh, it's going to take more than a pretty face to get around this town or something like that when she's whoring herself out to the Middle Eastern taxi driver, giving him a Big Mac in the front seat. <laughs> <laughs> We've got to make that happen as a word. We got to bring back those '80s, like things that we just invented. Yeah. Okay. What? No. We'll bring them back. So, so Mac and me. Yes, it's out there. All right, guys. Another episode of Ramjack coming to a close. Indeed. It's been a wild time, friends. Wild time. Yeah. If you have anything you want to add to our conversation about Mac and me, or anything we talked about on the show today, get back at us. There's lots of ways you can do that. Um, you can call our phone number, which is 206-339-5894. Again, that is 206-339-5894. Email us at ramjackpodcast at gmail.com. You can hit us up on Twitter at ramjackpodcast. Yeah, subscribe to us through iTunes. Our website is curiosityabounds forward slash ramjack. Leave us a review on iTunes. Get on that. There's a Facebook fan page. Get on there. There's stuff. Yeah. Do it. The best. Uh, something we did this week that was kind of fun as me and Jonathan somehow ended up watching Mac and Me at the same time, and we were live-tweeting the uh, the Mac and Me, which was quite amusing. Maybe we'll do it in the future. Might want to check on that. Yeah, definitely check up on the Ramjack Twitter, because I guess we'll let them know whenever we're going to watch movies, because that would be sure. awesome, actually. Yeah. We'll do that. Why not? Good times. Right. Yeah. Yes. Sure. Yes. <laughs> so, next episode will be our Thanksgiving episode. Now, guys, you sh- I definitely recommend going back and listening to last year's Thanksgiving episode, because it was fun times. We met some friends, Rex and Rita. We talked about The Parade. We watched a bunch of old 80s movies, which we'll be doing yet again this year. Lots of fun. Yeah, definitely check that out. Check this year's out. I don't know if we can call it Thanksgiving. Would it be more of like just a holiday spectacular? It's, yeah, well, it's, it's, ha- it's, it's going to be ha- us live on Thanksgiving, but we'll be talking mostly about Christmas because the Christmas creep invades Thanksgiving. Yeah. That's how it rolls. <laughs> Jonathan, Brad, thank you so much for joining me today on Ramjack. It was a pleasure. Love talking movies with you guys. You're very welcome. This video chat's awesome, but guys, I'm getting hungry. Me too. I'm a little peckish. You know what we should do? We should go out and grab a big, big Hey, Courtney, can you get on that? Get on this. Bitch. <laughs>